Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is the world as it is today. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the world as it is today. Yeah, we got a fun one for you tonight. We're excited to announce that we have guests. Mm-hmm. And we have Buffalo and Legs from the False Reality Check podcast here on the world as it is today. Am I am I going too far to say these are these are like some of my best friends? These are our best podcast Pop. internet friends. Yeah. Yes. A I, couple as a couple. I as a couple. <laughs> Not to undercut anyone else out there who is also our best podcast friends on the internet. Um, no, the Buffalo and Legs are awesome. They were realistically, let's be real, we owe them um, a lot for our podcast, The World As It Is Today. Because, I, I mean, they were an inspiration to me, at least, to really pull the trigger and say, hey, I think there should be more couples out there podcasting. And I was pretty resistant to that because I didn't want to put myself out there as the wife. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I have some hangups about being the wife. You know, you don't like when people call you Mrs. Chet X. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I, know, I punch people and they call me Mr. Lanny. <laughs> so I, uh, I was hesitant, but then you were like, well, what about Buffalo and legs? And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. You know, not that they're equal, like they're not the same, but they're, e- you know, they're equally, they're both present they both have things to say and opinions. Oh yeah, they're equal as far as like, uh, the, the authority of the podcast goes. I don't well, know what the right words I'm trying yeah, to use Well, are. yeah, they both have input. It's not just that someone's there holding the man's arm right. and having a conversation, like looking at him have a conversation. There's not a, a captain and a sidekick. Yeah, they're right. Both, they're both captains. And I just wanted to make sure I was the captain and you were my sidekick. And then here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I see it too, I guess. No, it's definitely <laughs> that we're, we're like here equally and it's really fun and... I'm really glad we did it. So yes, uh, they were the example of why it would be okay for us to do a married podcast. Now, this one, we, we recorded it a couple days ago. We're, we're late on doing our intro. So I've had a little bit of time to reflect, but I, I didn't need it because um, I knew uh, even five minutes in that this was one of my favorite ones we've done, mostly because it's the most irrelevant one we've done. Sure. So when we started out to do the world as it is today, we were first like trying to think of these different like sub uh, podcasts to kind of split things up. We'll do conspiracies and then we'll do current events and we'll do music and then we'll do movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're like, no, let's just do one thing and we'll just do whatever the hell we want to. Well, this is the whatever the hell we want to. We had Buffalo and Legs on to talk about TV. We talk about our favorite shows, and specifically, we talk a lot about Mike Judge. Yep, Mike Judge is the center of attention in in this uh, in this episode. Um, we just basically talk about our favorite things that Mike Judge has done, and we just wax about like why that's fun. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me back when I used to play music. I'd be in like these heavy metal and punk bands, and then at the end of the day, after like recording all day, I'd start listening to music of my choice and I'd be listening to like the residents and other like really, really different stuff than I was playing all day. And I'd go, man, I wish I was playing this music instead of that music that I played all day. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the music that I played all day, but that there was this other thing that was like way that nobody was interested in except for me. And it was, it was like more fun to me. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I can never really find people to play music like that and, you know, this and that. But in the podcast world, all we got to do is turn on a mic and start talking about whatever the fuck we want. And it's there. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe slowly in time, I'll make us less relevant. I'll help to make us less relevant <laughs> by, by talking about like TV or music or movies more because like, I love conspiracies. I, I'm, I'm less likely to want to listen to a podcast about movies or TV, mm-hmm. but boy, I'd like to just talk about it. Well, and two, I think it's, there's something valid to, uh, you know, where we come from, you know, we're into freedom and homesteading and family and all the other things we talk about. Mm-hmm. And then let's hear our opinions on regular ass TV. Yeah. You know, and I really like that when, when you get a little uh, window into like the actual, uh, likes or dislikes or daily life of, of people that you listen to that you respect. So not, not accusing any of you for respecting us, uh, of respecting us though. So, yeah. <laughs> um, this should be fun. Uh, if you like Mike judge and if you don't, then hopefully you like Buffalo legs and Chud and myself enough to enjoy the show anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be for everyone that listens to this podcast, but if it, if it is for you, if you are into Mike judge or just, you know, comedy in general or whatever. I I hope that this will be one of your favorite episodes too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful um, to everyone listening and for the people who have left us reviews. So I just wanted to bring that up this time as well. We got a new one. I don't think I've showed you this again. Chud. I I never look at this. This is tons of heart. It's titled by Jay Bain from June 27th. And it says every episode is compelling and they do a great job at keeping the conversation grounded and heart centered. No shouting or fart jokes, just wholesome perspective on finer living. It's all right. But what does he think of the kitchen table shit? <laughs> I know there's well. no mention of the kitchen table in this, <laughs> in this review at all. Well, I think that's interesting too. I'm pretty sure we would have made a fart joke by now, but you know, I can't, I'm going to have to go back and listen to all the episodes to try to find out if we have, Huh. well, we'll work on the fart jokes thing. And then other, other than that, it seems like a positive review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very nice. I really appreciate that. Thank you to whoever left that. And, um, you know, leave us a review. It, it's fun. And then the, an announcement, um, we've got a website for greener postures. Mm-hmm. And so that that's our, um, anything, any project we're doing, either one of us together or separately is under the banner of greener postures. So you can find any information on the world as it is today there. You can find info on my YouTube channel, preserving today there, and you can find information on greener postures, workshops. Next one's coming up this Friday. Uh, July 8th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's fermentation for food preservation. So still time to sign up after this is going to be dropped. Uh, just email me greenerpostures at pm.me or go to the website greenerpostures.com slash sign up. Excellent. That sounds really fancy to say a website. Yeah. Instead of just our email. Uh-huh. We're doing so good. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. All right, we're here today with Buffalo and Legs of the False Reality Check. Hello, friends. Hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Glad to sit down and talk to you um, on our show for the first time. Yep. Even though it feels like not because we're hanging out all the time on 
feed the beauty. Yeah. Uh, which if you haven't listened to yet, you should do that. Yeah. It's got its own feed now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah it feels like a, it's been forever since I've seen you guys because I wasn't at the last one. Um, so oh, it's yeah. been, it's been like over a month since I've sat down and talked to you guys, I think. Oh man. I forgot about that. Yeah. Adam mentioned you were at some pride event. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it was June. So, you know, the whole month was taken up. I'm so glad that it's finally July because it's just, because it has just been taxing <laughs> celebrating pride month every day. It really For, has. It's a, it's a lot of parades, you know, <laughs> but I, I am glad they chose a month with only 30 days because yeah. that cuts us down by one day of celebration. Sure. It could be February though. Good. They <laughs> should, they should trade it with black. History. That's, I know <laughs> yeah. black history already got that one. They so they were like, well, we're going to have to go with one with 30 for gay pride, I guess. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so we um, thought we would bring you on to talk about stuff that we don't normally get to talk about on podcasts and yeah. uh, avoid talking about what? Yeah. Well, like uh, a, a, a no brainer, if we were having a couple like you on, you're also a married couple. You're also homesteading. It's like, well, we should have them on and we should talk about homesteading. But it's like, dude, we already got feed the beauty. We don't need to. We don't need to do that. And then. You know, we could talk about current events, but I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely hate current events right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 not entertaining to me. Uh, and we could do it on those conspiracy rabbit holes. We could talk about lizard people. We could talk about weather control and all kinds of stuff. But how many other podcasts have you guys talked about that on? And we've talked about that on and how many other ones exist. So let's do something a little different tonight. What do you say we talk about? Mike Judge. Fuck yeah. Yes. I say yes. Yes. The answer is yes. It yes. doesn't even have to be all said... king of the hill, just anything Mike Judge, because he's okay. a brilliant man. I was good. If you guys said no, it was going to be really embarrassing for oh, us. Oh, man. I'm glad that worked out. So have you seen his newest movie? It's brand new. It just really? came out, like within a week. Is it the okay. Beavis and Butthead do the universe? That is correct. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see it because I want to see if Beavis scores this time. Well, so, so the, yeah, spoiler the, alert. The whole plot is they're trying to score. Right. For this <laughs> next hour, we're going to describe in detail that movie to you so you don't have to watch it. This is going to be a six hour deep dive into the Beavis and Butthead do the, do the universe. Thank God. Yes, please. Uh, no, okay. I will. So have you guys seen the preview for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually just found it yesterday. I had no idea this was coming out. And then I saw the trailer yesterday, you know, how random shit pops up on your Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. That's where I saw it. And so I sent it to him and I was like, okay, no. I didn't know Mike judge was making more shit. Me either. I was like, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I had to send it to my brother right away. Cause he's, he's the one who got me on Beavis and Butthead in the first place. And my dad hates that show. And told my brother, like, he's not allowed to watch it. And he still, he still watched it, of course. And then he got me into it. My dad's like, you just watch these dumbass shows. And I'm just like, you don't, you don't understand. This is, this is, is, that, is that an older brother? Oh yeah. My older yeah. brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was the right age. I, I think I am the age that Beavis and Butthead were supposed to be in the TV show. There's one where they died and you can see their birth dates were supposed to be 1980 or 81. I was born in 81. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause I really relate to these guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I always, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a smart ass. And even though I was really dumb and I was, I, I was like kicked out of school at a young age and all that kind of stuff. 
I, uh, I always viewed things with a different slant and I had this really different take on Beavis and Butthead than a lot of people at the time. Now, I think more people can see what I was talking about, but at the time they'd just be like, dude, go back to being stupid. You're stupid. Like <laughs> quit talking like this. But I said, no, no, no. Don't you guys get it? Beavis and Butthead is laughing at you because you're laughing at them. And why are you laughing at them? Why are they funny? They're not telling jokes. They're just stupid. You're laughing at how stupid they are. And if you've watched it at all, especially back then with the music videos that were in it and stuff, why are they stupid? It's because all they do is sit around and watch TV and you're sitting there and you're watching TV and you're laughing at these stupid people for watching too much TV. So the joke's on you, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good point. Oh, my God. that, That is brilliant. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, no, I love that take a lot. And yeah, I'm not too much of a big Beavis and Butthead fan. I was kind of not allowed to watch that at all as a kid. Even The Simpsons was just like, oh, my God, I had to sneak that just to watch that. But um, from what I did see, I do remember the videos or the I should say the episodes with the music videos and they would just like make little jabs at it and poke fun. But the little I did see, I do agree with that take that does make a lot of sense what do you i i agree 100 i think i think that makes a whole lot of sense and i something that i wanted to point out is like the the connections between characters of mike judge's Mm. films and tv shows so to tie this in with the show that is on your shirt right now king of the hill Uh Beavis and butthead are kind of linked to kane skredderberg in the kane skredderberg episode when Hank Hill gets his ass kicked by a bunch of teenagers playing paintball. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of the same thing. Cause Kane Skredderberg, they just, they just played a bunch of shit. Remember that I laugh at Tony Danza. That was that, that was that one, right. <laughs> yeah. Where they just like play a bunch of random shit. And that's all that Beavis and Butthead did was they, they played a bunch of random shit on the TV and they were a bunch of rockers just like these people. So I'm like, I mean, wasn't the, wasn't the neighbor from Beavis and Butthead. Isn't that the basis for Hank? Pretty much, it's the same. It's the Walking same voice. In my tool shed. That guy. Yeah, the, <laughs> that was Mr. Anderson on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, they were always whacking in his tool shed. <laughs> and then, uh, then when King of the Hill came came around, it was like, wait, is that supposed to be Mr. Anderson? He's a lot younger and has a family. I, I think Mr. Anderson had a wife, but you rarely saw her. It was like she was inside while he was out mowing the lawn, getting things from his tool shed, <laughs> all that. Uh, well uh with beavis and butthead like i said they got this new one and you guys said you saw the trailer so you know the basic idea of it uh that they i i I won't give anything away i'll say i'll say that the first 20 minutes or so is pretty much an advertisement for nasa as they wind (laughs) up traveling through time from 1998 into 2022 so that's lies that's uh yeah (laughs) So you got to get over that before you can enjoy the rest of the film. And that's really, there's a lot of funny stuff within that, that first bit. But uh, so the whole, the whole premise of the rest of the movie though, is that they're in 2022, but they're so stupid. They have no idea that they've time traveled. They don't know what happened in between 1998 and 2022. I don't want to spoil the movie for you. I really recommend seeing it, but I will tell you just one particular moment to, to entice you to really want to see it. They wander into a college. They I think ha- you could stop there. It's just that's enough. 
no, no, no. You can just imagine how they're. Lenny, Lenny saw my face and she's like, yeah. just die. PC, PC campus. You so know? They, they walk into a college, they walk into a room, and they're, the room that they happen to walk into is a gender study class. <laughs> and they are uh, quickly informed all about white privilege because they don't know what they're talking about. And Beavis and Butthead hear all about white privilege and they're going, whoa, and we have these privileges? <laughs> it's so, it's really great. You should not go any farther. Yeah, but I'll, it, I'll it, leave it's it there. Really, it, it made me go, yeah, like, see how confusing this is for everyone? <laughs> like, anyone normal, this is confusing. And there's oh, just, shit. like, just retarded dudes that, you know, catapulted through time. <laughs> Especially when you take into consideration that Beavis and Butthead back in 1998 was a comment in some ways on the PC culture that was, that was overtaking the world at that time. Like they were, they were kind of doing this, like, fuck you to this PC stuff. And, and as, as that was the trend of the culture at the time. And in some ways, Beavis and Butthead is born out of, out of PC bullshit before it turned into the beyond bullshit, the, the gazelle shit that it is now. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, oh my god! Yeah, it's the the movie is. I, I highly recommend checking it out. I I kind of wish you guys had seen it so we could talk about more of it, but I'd rather not spoil it for you. Where can we see this movie? Is it on Paramount? It's on Paramount Plus. You probably can get oh a seven god. day free trial and then cancel it after you watch. Okay, it. I think yeah. that's what we're gonna have to do. Yeah, I'm willing to check it out. Oh, that yeah. sound. Yeah, you got me at that it's part. Stupid. I'm like, I gotta see. I gotta it's see stupid. how this goes down. It's you had me at the NASA part. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Make NASA look even better. All right. Great. Because they're so, fucking CGI people do that enough. Yeah. I remember watching it when I was seeing it when I was a kid and just being like, what are, why did they breathe like that? Like, I didn't understand that they were laughing. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> I was really confused. I was, I'm just a little younger than you. Like, I'm like, what are they doing? Are they choking? I don't know. Someone help them. But yeah. So it was just a little over my head uh, until I was older. I've, uh, I've now I'm refined and I can appreciate it. I've actually got a butthead tattoo that I got when I was in like, I don't know, middle school, maybe just after I dropped out of school. And you say got, you mean you gave it to yourself? I, well, someone gave it to you. Someone gave it to me. Gave a friend to- gave it to me with a tattoo gun that we made in the back of science class. Oh, shit. <laughs> Innovative. Nice. It's, it's pretty great. What? Where is this tattoo? What does it look it's like? On, it's, it's, on my, it's on my ankle. I don't know if I can angle I my, my angle in You're such a way that you can see it. Showing them your balls through the bottom of your... <laughs> oh, no, no, it's going to freeze. Can you see that can at you all? See that? Uh, I can see, like, some marks. I see some marks. <laughs> you can't tell what it is. You can't tell oh, what it is shit. anymore. Kind of. That, kind of. Once <laughs> upon a time, that was butthead. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'll, put it, I'll post it Please. somewhere embarrassing. Yeah, because it to me it looked like a like a drugged up poodle or something. Like I couldn't <laughs> tell. Maybe I'll use that as the graphic for our um promo <laughs> that I make for the episode. Oh, you should. It would be God. It's so t- so it's so bad, and it's like I'm sure it used to look more like it, but now like parts no, of it are gone. No, it looked no? pretty bad. Okay. It looked pretty bad originally. <laughs> so what made what made you choose butthead and not penis? Uh, I was gonna do both. <laughs> and that's a smart. Then the got. tattoo gun broke. Oh. <laughs> I did not know that. You know, after all these years, we're still learning things about each other. It just feels so special. Uh, Don't you love um, that? Oh, I do. I love those moments. Mm-hmm. 
I always terrorize and surprise him at least once a day. Yeah. No, she really does. She's like a she's like she's like that episode of King of the Hill with that guy that would scare Bobby and made him piss himself. Oh. Yeah. You're like you're like that guy, the one that would jump out of the locker and like bark. <laughs> you're like that kid. I'll look around and she's she'll be gone, then I'll go around the corner and she goes, Rah! Sure. <laughs> I don't like, do that. Spooking each other. <laughs> so, so you two have not watched a lot of Beavis and Butthead, but you have watched a lot of King of the Hill. I've gathered, right? Oh yeah. Him more so. He's like the ultimate King of the Hill fan. Oh, I don't I'm, know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> How many of us are wearing King of the Hill shirts in this conversation? <laughs> I <right>? mean, <laughs> just you, Chad. I have a King of the Hill shirt in the other room. Do you? I do. It's the Arlen Gun Club. And I do oh, see, nice. I also see Peggy Hill behind your head. Right? <laughs> sure who that is. That is flat Peggy. Oh, totally. <laughs> is that like flat, flat Stanley? It is. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. I got it randomly in some Instagram. There was some Instagram account called Flat Pe- Peggy. I don't know if it's still around, but this person would draw these and, and just give them out and you'd have to just take pictures like flat Stanley, like on, the, Stanley. Oh, like on yeah. the railroad tracks pretty or, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like In I different took her dangerous situations. Exactly. <laughs> like I took her to the angels game. We awesome. went up to big bear, like just random stupid shit, but I've kept uh, it since then. Cause it's, it's great. It's Peggy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when did you get into King of the Hill? Each of you was that when it was on TV still? Oh yeah, I I watched the premiere when it started, and I watched it, and I thought, like, the hell kind of show is this? <laughs> this it's like a serious show, but it's not serious, and it's like ridiculous. Uh-huh. And then I started to realize, like, how brilliant the show was, and how like certain things, like certain things Hank did, reminded me of my dad. And I was like, oh shit, that's like just an old white guy thing. Like that's just what they're pointing out. And I think I got you, I don't remember when I got you into it, but I know you weren't into it when we first started dating. I kind of yeah, sucked you I, in. I kind of, I watched the premiere and watched it on and off as a kid when it was on. And then I think it was when I was in college, We he started just putting it on. It would No, it would come on Adult Swim late at night and we'd pop it on and just watch it. And I realized how funny of a show it was. And ever since then, we've just been, popping it on the TV whenever we can. We yeah. have some yeah. some of them on DVD, not all the seasons. Not all but, the seasons, but most of them. Yeah. And we have Hulu, so we can watch any of them. Because it's like... Yeah. That's yeah. why we keep Hulu pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much why we keep it, because it's... Well, it's our, our Hulu came with our stupid cell phone plan, oh. so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're like, okay, I guess. The best of it. Yeah, the show, <laughs> the show has kind of a sweet, like slow burn to it like both of you said like it took you a little while to like realize the genius of it that was definitely the case with me i watched the premiere as well and i hated it i didn't like it was it next to the simpsons at that time yeah i suppose it was yeah Yeah. and and i and i was a huge beavis and butthead fan i had a butthead tattoo that you could still (laughs) tell was butthead at the time and uh uh, I was I was excited for a new Mike Judge project. And then when it was like, I don't know, conservatives that were just being like normal people, like not it wasn't outrageous. It wasn't um, in your face against the PC culture. Well, it kind of was, but not so, not it just so. not to the level that I wanted. 
I was expecting, I think South Park might've been out by that time too, but I hadn't really seen South Park, but there was like subversive cartoons and then Mike Judge is doing something new and this didn't feel subversive. So I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. You can't, you know, you can't get them all right. You know, <laughs> was kind of probably my, my, my take on it at the time. And I didn't come back until, you know, like watching an episode of the Simpsons a year later and like, oh, King of the Hill's still on. Well, this is okay. But it took... It took a little while before uh, suddenly I was like, oh, this is better than The Simpsons. This is better than any of these other cartoons, you know, like like there's there's like a magic kind of that happens with the writing of that show, the way that they take on like social issues and 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 things. And they just kind of I don't know, they, they take pop culture in its moment and they chew it up and they spit it back to you in a way that like it's. It's not scrambled up. It's kind of showing it's more like holding up a mirror than chewing it up. It's like holding up a mirror to pop culture in the moment. And and it just gives everybody a new take on it. And I think it's always really great. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. I, I think that it's it's a subtle show. It's like it's like I don't want to. This is a really shitty comparison. So I'm I'm, I'm going to somebody's going to tweet me that I'm an idiot after this. I'm sure they're going to be like, <laughs> no one's listening. Don't worry. OK, OK. <laughs> Well, good then. Never mind. <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, like, so Frasier. People that watch Frasier always say that, oh, that's such a subtle show. You know, Frasier. For those of you who haven't watched it, they use like I've never seen it. Really big words all the time. Their their vocabulary is huge. They talk and like they have an English accent, but they're from it, Seattle. But they're, yeah, Seattle guys yeah. with English accents. Yeah. I'm familiar yeah. with the type being from Washington. <laughs> <laughs> But but King of the Hill has that in a way that doesn't represent that kind of like left coast or east coast kind of mentality. It really represents the like the southern root or the middle America kind of mentality. And it and it pokes fun at it, but at the same time it points out just the stupidity that comes from the other side at the same time. Um, I mean, they do it in a very subtle way. I think like one I don't know if it was the first episode or one of the first few episodes, but when that pencil neck guy comes in, <laughs> the twig boy, the twig boy, or whatever, boy. The, yeah. the social worker who's the social worker checking on Bobby or yes. something, yeah, yeah, that guy, like, <laughs> like they po- they poke fun at that guy. Clearly, that guy is like some California liberal. I think at one point he says he's from I'm from Los Angeles. He says it just like that, <laughs> and. And is that like, also Mike Judge that does his voice? Oh, I can see it. I think it I is. He reminds me of the lesbian seagulls guy from Eves and Butthead. Sure, sure. Yeah, the teacher, Mr. The Van Driesen. Mr. Van Driesen. Oh my God. That's on the soundtrack for Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah, lesbian seagull. Sure. Great, yeah. great track. <laughs> but I think, I think they poke fun at that while poking fun at themselves. And I think not a lot of, like he doesn't get credit for that. If, if King of the Hill were around today, I don't, I don't necessarily think people would watch it maybe people would watch it but it'd be more like a guilty pleasure for people to watch because they'd be like oh yeah he's poking fun at all these pc dumbass libtards and people right. like that you know they, they get entertained like look at libs of tiktok that's a huge account on twitter and and people really enjoy that it's like a guilty pleasure to watch <laughs> but at the same to the same token like nobody stands up to it and nobody fights against it so the culture is kind of a, a mishmash right now like of people fighting against it and people going with it it's, it's really weird yeah, it really pokes fun at a lot of topics. And one of my favorite, um, it, Lanny, you told us to try and pick favorite episode. That's just an impossible task. You know, <laughs> it is so impossible, but we can um, do like favorite moments and stuff. But yeah. 
the episode where um, Bobby joins the Christian youth group. Oh, the like, 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 metal band. Yeah, kind of and stuff. they're the dad skating. of the, one of the guys is me- like <laughs> feuding with Hank, right? Yeah, 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 and they're like he he rolls Bobby rolls up in a in a dress suit with his Bible, and he's like ready and. These kids approach him, kind of look tough, and they have skateboards, and <laughs> that's the Christian youth group, you know. And right. I love that episode because it was so on point with the church that I went to as a kid, and how it was so cool to be a Christian, and they just took it to a level where it was not cool, you know. <laughs> and and it was so your church was relatable to the to the cool kid, uh, the, yeah. the hardcore. Hardcore Christians, Christians like youth metal, group. like straight yeah, edge. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And Whoa. even then I was kind of like, but this isn't cool. I mean, you can be whatever you want, you know. I <laughs> right, right, right. It's it's uh it's cool to some people, and that's that's all right. But for me, I was just like, uh, stop trying so hard. This is just weird, you know. <laughs> and I love that episode because that, I totally got that vibe. That episode had a really, really like I thought it was kind of a powerful moment. It seems like it's like towards the end. Because the the cool kid, the youth crew, uh, the youth crew, the youth group uh, crew leader, uh, he uh, he's I think he's like getting down on Bobby. Like, no, you need to worship like us. Like, come on, this is how we worship. You know, you know, screw your dad is what he's telling him. And then his then that guy's dad shows up and he's like a big biker dude with like the Ten Commandments tattooed on his back or something like that. And he gets he gets angry at his son you know, saying, Hey, it's not cool for you to mess with someone else's family because their family doesn't worship like us. They, you might think it's stuffy and crappy the way they're doing it, but you like, like, I think that's when you see his tattoo, he like pulls off his shirt and he's like, what's this commandment, you know, honor thy mother and father, (laughs) you know? So he, so you're not, being a good person to tell this guy to go against his own father kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, I was in the depths of my atheism when I would have seen that episode and I was like, it really still hit, you know, it's just like, yeah. Cause these things are private, you know, like your, your personal preferences for religion. It's, it's a family thing, not something that someone else should be able to come in and, and tell you how. how to do it yeah. exactly that exactly. you froze there a little bit oh there you are we're there back you. oh okay. ah. i thought it was you. <laughs> we're back <laughs> no yeah totally um, agree that that end scene was pretty good pretty powerful moment for sure sorry to cut you off lenny that's okay was that gene simmons or something that did the dad's voice i feel like it was someone yeah. famous was gene it was, simmons. It was oh, okay look at me remembering that. stuff that's usually <laughs> like who's the guy that did the thing when i asked chad and he has to answer those and questions. in this case i don't remember that was gene simmons at all <laughs> I want to ask you guys, do you think Hank Hill was gay for Bill? <laughs> Bill Dotrieb. Um, he did tattoo his name on the back of his head. Yeah, they and were just and got it retattooed in prison using a safety pin and pen. <laughs> he, did. he did. But you just think about their whole storyline throughout the whole series. And Hank has always stood up for Bill all the time, even got, got him out of his funks when he's been in funks and he's just always had this affinity to help bill out. And I always joke with him just like, I bet they were gay for each other. And he just, <laughs> just hides it. I think it was platonic. It's totally innocent. Yeah. I think they were definitely gay for each other, but never sexual. Like, <laughs> like, for sure. cause, cause I think 
you know, you see little glimpses of Bill throughout episodes of him when they were younger. And he was like the like, I don't want to say captain, but he was like an important member of the football team. Like he was someone who always had Hank's back and Hank always had his back. Same with Boomhauer, you know, like they were like these tight guys and Dale was the towel boy or whatever. They were like this like tight knit group. And as they all grew up and, you know, succeeded at life, Bill ended up at the bottom of the heap with the terrible divorce. And, you know, I I think realistically a person like that, a lot of it has to do with all the poison that they constantly consume that bring them into such a deep world of depression but, you know, it's like Dale's on one side and Hank's on the other side. And like they are essentially succeeding at life. I mean, of course, there's problems on all fronts, but uh, like Bill's way down in the depths. I can I can see where he would he would feel this like constant need, like a big brother sort of sort of love yeah. rather than a, than a gay sort of love. Yeah, I can see. But that. since they're not brothers, it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think your analysis is spot on because we do find out that Bill, his dad made him wear dresses, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of fucked up. So yeah. if you had that kind of male influence, of course, Hank being like the broad chinned, you know, or broad shouldered, chiseled chin kind of football guy, maybe br- bring him under his wing. And then as his like life falls apart, then he's like looking at Hank, like more like the big brother thing. But yeah. I know you're still going to be like, nah, they're gay for each other. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I feel bad for Bill. Like he is definitely the worst character out of them yeah. all because yeah. he's just, he just gets shit on all the time. And he was in the military and they obviously tested on him because of that. Was that fucking Operation Walrus? Operation Walrus. That ep- I don't know if you guys remember oh, that no. episode. In- Infinite Walrus. Operation Infinite Walrus. He, he was he it fun- hormones or something. They were yeah. testing something on him. Yeah. I barely remember that one. They, they were testing placebo on him. Oh, that's that's right. testing. <laughs> he's just he's just fat because that's he just eats. He eats snack wells. He eats all the fat free things. The fat free things are the things that make you fat. <laughs> So he wasn't tested on. It was fake. Yeah, it was fake. Remember, remember. <laughs> he's just a loser. Yeah, Dale, oh, man. Dale like takes a picture of the file and he's like, yeah, they were they were testing your their. What is it? Your experimental placebo drug. And he kept calling it placebo. It's like, you <laughs> fucking like, idiot. <laughs> he's like, I think it was made by Pfizer. <laughs> is, he, is this am I thinking right? Bill and Bobby are at the carnival and Bill tells him about the secret menu stuff. Oh, that's and so, he says, put a so wig on awesome. it. Yeah, with what? the lollipop. Yeah, so put a wig on it, my good man. <laughs> yeah. That's the diabetes episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When he, like, shock. And he ends up in yeah. a, getting a wheelchair and then being like a wheelchair basketball guy or something. Yeah, he's like yeah. a hero yeah. in a wheelchair. Everyone yeah. like thinks he's a great guy who's like, like, oh, look, against all odds, he's doing things like going to the store and you know living life so now all of a sudden he's like a hero for for just like getting out of bed in the morning and uh but he's faking the whole time because he never even needed the wheelchair it was just like a sarcastic doctor who was like well since you're not going to change your diet i'm just going to go ahead and 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 give you a wheelchair because you're going to lose your legs eventually anyway and uh yeah, then he gets in on the the basketball team, and he gets drunk and then stands up out of his chair, and all the wheelchair guys are betrayed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's a good episode. There's that's a, there's a good moment in that I think too. Towards, it's probably towards the beginning. It's the first time he goes to the hospital for for a diabetic um, uh, episode, and they send him home with diet information, and he's trying really hard to 
to to like follow the diet that they give them, which is all horse shit, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of them is like like this, like you mentioned, snack wells or something like and, and now to have one cookie, you know, like but then he just like eats all the cookies and that sends him right back into his dia- diabolic shock that he had. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he is. I honestly, some of the times that we were watching that, I'm like, why do they even have this guy <laughs> in their group of four? Like, they're all kind of representative of different types of people in Texas, in case people don't realize. Like, when you watch the show, each one of the characters represents a type of person you're going to run into in Texas. Like, you got the conspiracy theory Alex Jones guy. That's Dale. You have the guy who you can't understand what the fuck he's saying. That's Boomhauer. Hank is, like, the prototypical white guy. And then the Bill is, like, the 40-year-old overweight like past his prime, you know, kind of loser guy. And not to say that there's people in Texas that are losers. Sorry, people in Texas. <laughs> Maybe there there's are. People, I don't know. Uh, losers there's, everywhere. There's losers everywhere. You know, it's okay. I'm sure I was a loser at some point in my time. <laughs> Whatever. But but the the brilliance of it is that like they still stay together, like as friends. So there's like lessons in there where you can draw from and you know, I, it, it got me down a little bit because that was something that I used to talk to my friends about was like episodes of King of the Hill. They were never into it as much as I was, but they would watch it. Like, I think I got Marcus into it and he started watching it. And that was like, that was like, once I got my best friend in there, I was like, all right, good. Now we have something to talk about. And then when the whole COVID thing happened, we just kind of went our own ways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, but at least, at least we still have it, my love. <laughs> we still have it. <laughs> It's so important to share TV with each other. I mean, <laughs> really. Have you guys ever heard Mike Judge tell the story of how he got the voice for Boomhauer? No, I don't. I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I saw him in an interview once, and he was talking about it. And he said, "He said, oh yeah, well, it was when I was doing Beavis and Butthead, and MTV would get they they had a special voicemail just for people complaining about Beavis and Butthead, and." he would get all the tapes from that. And there was one guy who called, he said he called like a hundred times and you couldn't understand a word that he was saying, but he was always like bitching about Beavis and Butthead. So it'd be on there like, oh, Beavis and Butthead, you know, like all oh, that staying on fire and stuff. Uh, you know, it's so bad for the kids, you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and he like made like a tape of all of this guy's stuff like put together. And he said he listened to it over and over and over again because it was so entertaining. And eventually when he started doing King of the Hill, he was just like, oh, well, this is already in the can for 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 the Texan who you can't understand. We've got we've got that voice already. Oh my God, to go. I've never heard that. That's so funny. Oh, uh, it's so great. That is so good. Yeah, I've never heard that either. Yeah, there's few very few moments where Boomhauer speaks slowly in that mm-hmm. show and like the the one the first moment that comes to my head is when uh the megalomart explodes or oh. catches on fire i think uh-huh. and he's like he calls 911 and he's like dang oh megalomart and they tell him to slow down and he's like megalomart and he just kind of slows <laughs> down a little bit explode it when he makes fun of someone else's voice sometimes too is really funny because you, yeah. you can understand him when he's like mocking someone there's also one where they all become firefighters oh. like volunteer firefighters for a little bit and they end up burning down the station and then the, the last 10 minutes of the episode is each of them telling the story of what happened yeah. and uh and 
they're all full of shit. I think except Boomhauer's is the one that's that's tells the true story. Mm-hmm. And uh, when and they each tell it in their own voice, and it kind of like the animation's different. Like Bill, when he tells it, he's way fatter, and you know, like and uh, every and Hank is much bigger, and you know, everybody's like it's like in their imagination. And then when Boomhauer tells it, he's speaking crystally clear. And then we plugged in the Alamo beer sign, which was fault had faulty wiring, and that must have been what started so that's the fire. What he thinks he sounds like in his head. That's <laughs> yeah, because so awesome. he understands what he's saying and oh, thinking. I want to watch that one again. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to refresh myself on that one. That is that's hilarious. I, I love that one. I remember. I remember in that actual like like recalling in the story, he like he's speaking perfectly clear and somebody's trying to say something, but everyone else is speaking like how he speaks. Like they're like, ding, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. And that, then, that, and then he's like, dang it, Dale, can you stop interrupting me? I've been trying to read this story on truck parts for two <laughs> minutes now. And I am stuck on this one sentence or something like that. And it's like, what? Like you understand, you don't understand everybody else. What the fuck? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Okay. So, you know, it's really weird is the final episode which wasn't the final episode the the raise the stakes is the name it's yeah. when bobby gets into yeah. to judging it was meant to be the final episode um uh at the end of that it reveals that uh boomhauer was a uh texas ranger the whole, the whole time. time yeah what the fuck that never just comes up everybody else's career it's, comes up it's you got the hairdresser the army hairdresser i, I thought that was bizarre off the wall and doesn't like it was like huh maybe watching re-watching him after that would make more sense or something but nothing ever like there it it wasn't i feel like it wasn't a plan the whole time there were there were several things like that in the show like the one thing that i know of that we always talk about is peggy's mom it was like, like something they, they ta- came up with in the oh no oh shit i'm uh, sorry we, we got no, you're good now <laughs> We're back. Can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. So Peggy's mom. Peggy's mom. So it's revealed like they show flashbacks of Peggy's story and she's in Arlen, Texas, right? She's just like from Montana, but her mom looks to be a homemaker. And then there's an episode when they go back to Montana to the ranch that Peggy grew up on that they never talk about. Right. And and they do mention her brother. You know, so that's still a continuation of, of the story. But the mom that we see in this episode when she goes to Montana is not the mom that we see in her flashbacks growing up in yeah. Arlen, Texas. So they do it's that. It's true. Lot. That Montana episode is like it like makes no sense in the timeline of King of the Hill because there's more than once like there's direct flashbacks to the mom being in Arlen when they're, when Peggy's a little girl and her being kind of like a strict mom or whatever but like a homemaker mom not a farming mom not a ranching mom not the mom that's in that montana episode and she that's at least one flashback like that maybe more than one and then there's a lot of references like peggy going to high school with hank like that there's one where they she had mono one of them had mono or something and they and you know it was like well who were you they figure out later you know Hank had been kissing someone else or something like that because they were in high school together, but that doesn't really add up with the mom still ranching in, in, in Montana, like at all, like 
you know, what, what did she leave? She left Montana to go stay with an aunt and uncle in Arlen and go to high school with Hank. You know I mean? It was like kind of like the running show. So I heard something somewhere. I think it was maybe I read Mike judge talking about that episode and he was, there was something going on with his contract that he had to have like, like certain number of celebrity appearances, a certain number of like, travel episodes or something you know like like they needed to be like out of arlen and they specifically told him that he needed to have certain number of episodes that ruined the timeline to make the show more enjoyable from a from a uh what's the right word syndicated point of view like when they from reruns so people could watch them out of order and they would just have to accept that there was no running story it was something like that like uh, he didn't explain it in so many words, but that's like what I took it to mean. And wow. it seemed weird. That is really weird. I I've never heard that. So maybe that's just one of those things. I don't know. That episode is just one of those things they threw in there. I'm, I wonder that, uh, what was it? That Mrs. Wakefield episode, oh, that yeah. lady who supposedly owned that property before. Right. right. Um, Wants to die in, in the house. Oh yeah. Maybe that was like another one that they, because they never talked about that lady. Ever. Right. <laughs> right. That's just another one they threw in and, there. And like even after that, they don't they don't ever bring up. Remember that time that that lady tried coming yeah. and dying in our house? <laughs> Seems like something you'd talk about always <laughs> after weird. that. Uh, You're like, what a weirdo. Yeah. That <laughs> sure. or the fact like the fact that the beginning of the series they were all addicted to smoking. And that just never comes up. That whole Not trauma, again, that whole like family night trauma that they went through trying to get rid of cigarettes or mm-hmm. kick cigarette addiction yeah. and just never gets talked about again. Yeah, I don't think there was anything that pointed to Boomhauer being a Texas Ranger. No, nope. I'm trying to think there really wasn't. It was just thrown in there. I mean, he's a lady. He gets lots of ladies. So you yeah. assume that he does something cool or something. But yeah. He he says he just asks everyone, right? Isn't that yeah? There's the episode where he reveals to Bobby his secret to getting ladies, which is he goes to the mall and he asks every single female he passes if they want to come home with him. Hey, yo, you want to come back to my place? Yep. <laughs> and after after a hundred, he's guaranteed one. <laughs> uh, hey, it's the spray and pray method. There you go, spray and pray. <laughs> Uh, something uh, also unique of King of the Hill is for me and the way I enjoy it, like a lot of shows, there's like shows that I'll watch and I'm like, it, it'll start out really strong, like a really good first season. And then the second season's maybe okay. By the third season, I'm less into it. And then there's like 20 more and I don't care. Uh, and uh, or, or even just like three, three seasons total. And the first one's strong and the last one's weak. Or maybe there's some other examples that I can't think of where it goes the other way. Like it starts out kind of weak, but it finds its legs and then it's better and like ends well. Uh, Again, if it's a shorter series, there's so many long series now with like 20 seasons and stuff. I can't keep up with any of that stuff. Uh, But uh, King of the Hill, like I think there's really strong episodes in the first first few seasons, but not every single episode like blows me away. And that's true all the way up to the, the last season. 13th, 13th was the last season, I think. And uh, like 
there are some some kind of throwaway episodes by that time but then some of the best ones are in those those final seasons my personal favorite one is close to the final season i'm not sure where it's at but it's the one where hank joins a co-op yeah Uh, co-opia yes (laughs) corner (laughs) co-opia That is such a good one. Is that the same one where they raise the steer? Yeah. Yes. Right? With apple seed. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Hank figures out that the food that he's eating is bullshit. He, he realizes that the, the it's only the steaks. He figures out he, try, he wants a better cut of meat. Megalomart says, we can't do that for you because we get all our meat prepackaged. And he's like, well, what the hell? Like, how can I find this? And yeah, apple seed happens to be there. He's like, hey, man, I can hook you up. <laughs> and uh takes him to the co-op but they won't let him shop there so he has to like when you were a kid and you waited outside the convenience store to buy uh have someone buy you cigarettes and alcohol he has to wait outside the co-op and pay people to buy him meat good meat but then doesn't he get like he got he gets like potatoes and tomatoes he gets, yeah too. they get him some so they, they get him vegetables too and suddenly the hill family is eating and they're going oh my god i hated tomatoes but this is amazing these potatoes are so good these beans like all the food suddenly is really good food that they're eating and it's so good that hank actually joins the co-op and it's different than ones that we have around here where you pay in you had to work for him so he starts working yeah he volunteers to work at the co-op and basic common sense things that he tells people make the co-op a much much better place like um instead of carrying these peaches one at a time you can get a pellet jack and bring all of them over at the same time and they're just like no way (laughs) (laughs) you're the one (laughs) and then he makes it such an efficient co-op just working volunteering a few hours a week you assume that is enough to change the place to be in such a well-run place that guess who buys them megalomart that he was trying to get away from so he starts raising steer in his own. My own, my own favorite yard. part of that one is when somebody's doing the books and they're like, wait, what's this number? And they're like, they had made a profit for the first time and they like all panic. They don't know what to do with it. What do we do with this money? Oh no, profit's <laughs> evil. No, no. <laughs> oh no, I touched it. Oh. <laughs> We're a nonprofit. This isn't okay. And Hank's just like, well, yeah, you could look at it as being evil and you could throw it away or all these shopping carts are rattly. Like maybe we could just use the money to fix up the shopping carts. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Such common sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is great. That is a great episode. Um, the later seasons, for sure, there was a different vibe, I would say, compared to the earlier seasons. Like the characters evolved. Hank mm. definitely changed just from the first two seasons on. He was more of a... I don't want to say hard. I guess you could say hard ass Yeah. more so in the first couple seasons. And then he kind of just like chilled out, but he was still a very awkward character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the later seasons I'm not as familiar with as the beginning seasons. And, but I know there were a few pretty choice episodes in that final season. I would say season two is probably my favorite out of all of them because there are, a lot of good episodes in there. I think Husky Bobby is in there. When he's a model. Um, yeah, he's a model. And then... Um, is that when he meets Andy Maynard? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and <laughs> oh, Hank man. is so embarrassed of Bobby being a model, period. 
Yeah. Just period. Husky. But yeah. a husky bottle. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny. That's such a good episode. And oh my God, there's so many good ones in there. I can't even. Is it the Me Todd condo? That one's in there. <laughs> yeah. Is that one in there? The condo? When they get stuck oh. in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they have to like, they have to illegally cross back into the United oh, States. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they... My my favorite part in that episode, um, Luann buys, or no, it was probably Peggy. One of them, Luann or Peggy, they buy a bunch of products and it's like beauty products for Mexico. You can't take them back to the U.S. And the cops, they're staying it's, in the place. With turtles. Yeah, they're staying in the place illegally. The cops roll up and Peggy like just forces this makeup on um bobby and luann and they just start putting it on and eating it or whatever and bobby's like this, bobby's like, this tastes like turtles and he's just like crying and the cops are coming down it's it's such a funny fucking scene that that one that one's a great one but i think like the best one which i hope none of us here have experienced this in our in our family lives growing up but it is the episode when hank witnesses his mother have relations on his kitchen table <laughs> and he goes with Gary Katzner and he goes blind as you should, if you ever see this in real life of your parents. I just, oh, God. The whole episode. I love how Gary Katzner just, you want us to come over there? And instead of, cause he's Jewish. So he just talks like that. And Bobby thinks, Oh, that's just how people from Arizona talk. He doesn't correlate that from Arizona, yeah. Miami, New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good one. Yeah. That I think that episode was what kind of helped me realize that what that show really was, that it was a true gem diamond in the rough. It was mm. such a good show just because I've never experienced that. I don't want to experience that, but I'd probably go blind too. I don't know. <laughs> I'd go blind. Cause I'd, I'd pluck out my eyeballs. <laughs> There's a, there's another, there's one that I thought was really good. It's the episode where I think it's Boomhauer goes on a vacation and does like a house swap with a family from Canada. Oh yeah. And the Canadian family. So is now living next door and their kid That's is a good total one. brat. It's a McCullamore. Don't you know? And they're like, it's so there's, we live in Bellingham, Washington, which is about we're like 20 minutes away from the 35 Canadian, miles from the border from the Canadian border. So we're like, we're like 45 minute drive to at most to Vancouver. Yeah. And um, we get less now, now since COVID, but there's a ton of Canadians that come here for shopping and it's like the Weller to do Canadians uh, in Pearl Lexuses or now Tesla's and they can afford to come here and go shopping. And a lot of the time our hotel prices are expensive because they stay here overnight to pay less taxes when they go back over the border, if they do big shopping um, or like our Costco is like parking lot is like at least half Canadian license plates. So like, we're like with Canada oh all the God. time. And it's this, it's not just Canadians. You know, we're not talking farmers and truckers. We're talking this. In fact, I'll argue they're not real Canadians. They're all Vancouver. Yeah, they're all city Vancouverites. Canucks. Canucks. Yeah, so they're like <laughs> they just this type type of people. That's like, they're, they're just, they don't make eye contact and they're really rude in a really polite way. It's hard to explain, but that episode was so good. The way those parents were, and it was just like this totally Canadians and there's, wasn't it the stupid kid riding his bike on the lawn? Is that the same one? Oh no, that's Caleb. 
that's but Caleb. Caleb. The dusty, old bones, dusty old bones, full, full of green, green dust. dust. <laughs> so that's two. I'm conflating those. But, I'm, I'm but a- no, the the Canadian one is is amazing. Like the way they like they like call the cops on him and then hide that they call they called. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it, it reminded us an awful lot of the passive attitude that we get from Canadians. Like you kind of feel like they hate you and but they, they, but they, but they won't make it. eye contact and they, they'll just kind of they'll just kind of walk past you you know um they, they it really feels like they would call the cops hide and watch you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like never admit that they did that even if you confront them right right yeah. <laughs> yeah the subtle jabs that that canadian guy does to hank or says to hank and peggy mm-hmm. really good that episode and the end battle where they're both like wasted Hank and the guy and they get on the lawnmower and they play chicken <laughs> and then they end up getting like DUIs or something. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And the Canadian guy's fucked because he is from another country. Yeah, he's screwed. Yeah. And it, it turns it's, out and, and drinking and driving is a felon. In, oh a yeah. Felony oh, in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So yeah, he's just like stuck in jail and his family's just, for a while, Hank and everyone else kind of just let it be and try and let them figure it out, but they end up saving yeah. them, getting them out of there. Yeah, and they have to give up their beautiful kegerator for it, and it's not fair. And I'm going to be honest with you, I ain't doing that shit for any Canadian other than maybe, <laughs> other than Kaylee if she needs it, but no, nah, if I had a kegerator like that, I'm keeping that. Right. <laughs> there was another episode that really resonated with me and I don't remember the setup, but it ends up that they're all on a boat together. And the episode's kind of about how Hank is so worried and so oh, controlling. Yeah. And I could really relate to him at that in that episode. And the way I was with my group of friends when I was younger, because everyone was really wild and really fucked up. And I was like the, the drug mom. <laughs> I was like babysitting everyone and taking care of everyone and making sure the lights were on and that. <laughs> So they're on this boat and they all jump off and they really encourage Hank, just finally, they're just like, let it go, you know, jump in and enjoy yourself. And he just finally does it just like for the first time. And then they didn't put down the ladder to get back in the boat. So they're like stuck in the water. And then they're all blaming, blaming Hank for not taking care of all of them. And I totally could relate to that scenario so much. And like, then they think of some, I think Boomhauer starts smoking his last cigarette, which is tucked in his hat. And they saved the day by lighting some fuel on fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. The engine had started leaking and yeah, they were able to do a signal fire from that. (laughs) Oh man. I do like that episode. That one, that one, like Hank initially protects bill like he thinks mm. bill's the one that's like the the, the that, one that's yeah. gonna cause a bad time and then yeah. he finally like it's revealed to him like oh i'm the party pooper oh yeah. no one wants to hang out with me they were trying to exclude him carefully without him knowing because oh, he yeah. he's just like a wet blanket on everything yeah <laughs> but then but then we find out that they were fighting each other the whole time when hank wasn't there like hank was the he's the glue as they said right yeah. he's the glue so it's like they all kind of need each other. They're kind of like in a weird, sick, codependent relationship. <laughs> that episode really kind of shows that magic that I'm talking about of the show too, where it's like all these kind of different things are weaving back and forth. It's like you, Hank thinks it's one way, then he, he learns it's another way, but then it turns out it's this way. And, and all those things are probably dynamics. Like Lanny was saying, she can relate to the dynamics with her and her friends. And like a lot of other people can probably feel that like, oh, 
I have a friend, even if you or one of your friends remind you of one of those four people, like the whole thing becomes really, really real and relatable. And that's also one of the, what I'd say is one of the better episodes because it's a single plot line episode. If I have a criticism of King of the Hill, they often do that A, B plot, like where there's one plot going on and a separate one, and they never really like have anything to do with each other. And those are like the episodes that I feel like, like maybe one or the other of those things are great and it can still be a good episode to me, but it feels like, like they were just pumping out too many or something. They needed filler in the episodes to make them, make them worth the, what is it? 22 minutes that they each are. Oh my God. That you're so right. I was thinking about, so I forgot what the main plot of the episode is, but the side plot mm-hmm. is Peggy takes takes Bobby That's to the right. Megalomart to, if you guess the weight of the ice cream, you get the ice cream for free and like yeah. you put toppings. It's like a frozen yogurt kind of a thing. And she like made it her plan to learn the weights of certain <laughs> toppings and like ice creams and densities and shit. And she like learned how to do it so that finally at the end she guesses the weight and all, all it was, was she's like, yeah, boy, I won, you know? And it's like that, that was it. And it's like, what the fuck was the point of this story? Was it that uh-huh. one or was it the metal? No, the metal detector. The metal detector. Oh, that Are was we the still me- talking about the boat one. Well, the boat one was the metal detector. So the yeah. main story was what what oh, you were just talking about. B plot with, there. Yeah, the B plot was the metal detector, yeah. and them like losing a hundred dollars on buying a fucking metal yeah, detector. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember that. That's the same episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's why. That's where those B A A B plots is. It's the only weak thing about the show. And there's like I said, a lot of the greatest episodes have that going on, but it's just. You know, it, it's like uh, everything would probably be better if it wasn't this like corporate Fox television tw- needs to be 22 minutes exactly with the commercials at certain times. If it had just been like an art project that uh, that uh, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels and and um, these guys were doing, then they could just like, well, this episode's longer and this one's shorter. We could do. If they really liked the thing about ice cream toppings, they could do that as just like a little short that like doesn't have to be inner interweaved. And, you know, you could choose whether or not you thought that short was funny, but that's not what it was. It was a, it was a television show that had contracts and they, like I said, I'd, I'd heard or read that thing about the needing to fulfill certain aspects of, of um, guest stars and, and travel episodes and things like that. It was part of a big, big corporate thing in that sense yeah yeah i'm thinking back that the whole guest star thing didn't happen i feel like until the later seasons because there was voice like there was actors and actresses that did voices for certain characters but they were never featured as like a main character like zz top for example when they appeared um foreman what's oh george George, george foreman george foreman pretty foreman her for example and willie nelson was on one Willie Nelson. That was an early one. He was in the earlier ones, yeah. But yeah, that thing didn't... Contracts must have changed later in the seasons and all that started, but yeah. So do do you think then, like, if if the the traditional TV format wasn't a thing, and I'm just asking, I'm just asking out of my own curiosity. I I did go to film school and we did learn about, like, how certain things are an hour long, certain things, like comedies are 30 minutes long, and that's just usually usually how it goes. They have to make room for advertisements, so they cut out story 
to make room for advertisements. So it's, instead of 30 minutes, like you, it's like you said, Chad, it's 22 minutes, then they leave room for advertisements. If this wasn't a thing and people just were creative and shows could be 10 minutes and then another one could be 25 minutes, do you think that there would be more of an audience for something like that than how it's standardized nowadays? I don't know about more of an audience. I would like it more. You know, that, just that, like I mean, and that's preference. what a lot of TV shows are now because things are made straight for Netflix. That's true. And so there's a lot of shows that we're watching that are, if we watch something that is straight to for Netflix or streaming, they don't necessarily have the exactly yeah, yeah. the same time stamp. It's, it's common that like the first episode of a series or a season's an hour or like 55 minutes. And then the next episode's 40 minutes. And then the next few are like 30 and 25 and then 32 and then the final one's like 90 minutes long. You know, it's like they kind of get to make it up. And I bet that that feels better from the creator's point of view. And as my, I like to watch stuff, I like that better because I, I want to see what's most in the creator's mind that they're yeah, trying fin- to get out. Finish portraying the story, not rush to clip off parts so that you can fit into the but, time. But as far as like mass audience goes... I, I don't know. I would imagine. Oh, did you guys cut out? Did you lose me? Lost yes, you. Lost you for a second. Oh, okay. Right back. when you were like, as far as far as mass audience goes. Yeah, mass audience. Mean, uh, you know, like, I would imagine having that canned format, like you know, things being thirty minutes with the ads. You know, it's all lined up and it's being fed out to people. Uh, I bet that at least used to do better. I don't know about still though. Streaming is such a game changer. Sorry, I got to run and close the windows real quick, but we, you guys keep going. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. So, quick, anu- quick announcement in case you didn't know where we're at. We live really close to a wetland area and they do mosquito spraying like twice a oh, week. Oh, shit. And if we don't close our windows, that shit gets inside. So, oh, yeah. she's running around closing all our windows right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Close those you know, windows. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and you know, we have the dog in here and we have little Rudy the chicken in here. And so we, we don't know when it's coming until we just hear like a, like a brrr in the distance it's an and we think it's like a low flying plane, but it's, it's just a truck. It's literally a dude in a truck driving around with like a, a gas hose thing in the back of the truck. And he just, he's like window open hand out, <laughs> smoking like, a cigarette, <laughs> yeah, much, a smoking a cigarette. And then the thing's just going off behind him, just pillows of smoke. It's pretty gnarly. Cause our, our mosquitoes are like, are like they're like little mooses they're really big (laughs) mosquitoes they're mosquitoes yeah (laughs) it's nuts yeah we have a um a local historical museum and it's mostly filled with like people people who died their their shit (laughs) just like people didn't want to take it home so they're like here just put it in the museum it belongs in a museum yeah, that's what people say. Oh, it's it's historical. Somebody owned it. So they have this uh <laughs> this like wood board with all these different types of caliber bullets. And like they have these different shotgun, you know, calibers and all that. And then the biggest one says um mosquito. Like that's, that's the <laughs> caliber because that they're just huge around here. They're gross. That's crazy. <sighs> Anyways. You got it. Good thing it's a small house. Yeah. So you can get all those windows quick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just I heard I'm like, wait, what day is it? It's Friday. They usually come, they've been coming like twice a week. Usually it's once a week. I fucking hate it. I want to get to the bottom of what they're spraying because 
It's a good question. I don't want it. Cancer. So Apparently, people cancer. are. <laughs> yeah, people are complaining. Those that have bee boxes around here, they don't want to be. They don't oh, want yeah. that sprayed. Yeah. In front of their place because it kills the bees and. It seems like a violation, uh, you know, just to be spraying into the air all over the place. But right. I don't know. I don't know Idaho and. We don't. We don't have rules. Here. There's no rules here. We can own grenades. There's no rules here. Sweet. <laughs> so well, you can use that grenade. Yes. To stop the spraying. Oh, I thought you were going to stop the mosquitoes with a grenade. I'm confused. No, no, no. You stop the guy spraying the mosquitoes. You enjoy the mosquitoes. <laughs> and then you stop and the, the mosquitoes. And the mosquitoes enjoy you. With another grenade. <laughs> there you go. I will note that. <laughs> the, the mosquitoes. So uh, to jump back on King of the Hill for just a second, because then yeah, I have yes. other questions. The Y2K episode. I mean, yes. just because Chappie is it. so cool, yeah. I think maybe is one of my favorite episodes because I can relate to Chappie so much. Chappie takes care of Chappie or whatever he says. <laughs> Chappie Gates takes care of Chappie. <laughs> let, the, right. let the grid go down, Lord. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That guy's so cool. And then he's like, what does he, he make, he'd make cornbread, right? Is that cornbread. what he's making? Cornbread. Made it myself. Like rendered the lard, the lard myself. myself. Yes. I'm like, hell yeah, man. This <laughs> is so cool. I rendered my own lard too. That episode, I've, I've talked about it on our podcast before, haven't I? No, that was with, that was yeah, with no, Adam. We did, we did, but we couldn't remember what the guy's name was. We couldn't remember it was Chappie and that's why we rewatched it. Oh it yeah. Oh, ago. I talked about that episode on ours and I talked about my Y2K experience on, 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 on Adam's. Adam. Yeah. Uh, but I related to that episode so much after the fact, because as I told Adam, like I didn't buy into the Y2K thing like the whole time. But I was I was living in Las Vegas of all places on on that evening, and shit got really crazy. And I went tried going to a store, and all the stores were they were reminiscent of uh, stores in of the to- toilet paper aisle in 2020 here. Like I don't know, all the stores were like wiped out, and people were really freaking out because the apocalypse was coming. And as sure as I was the whole time, it was that night I was like. Oh shit, is the world about to end? Because there was like rioting going on everywhere. Like the tension in the air was like really weird. And like I kind of had this like, oh crap, like I didn't do enough with my life. Like moment. <laughs> you why know. am I living in Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, why am I living in Las Vegas? I need to get out of here. Um nice. and uh uh that watching king of the hills episode that came out right around that time the y2k episode is like that's that's hank's reaction H- hank is going no 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 you know P- this is designed for wing nuts like like uh like chappy and and dale. Um, and dale you know i'm not falling for this crap but then he ends up getting it worse than anyone else in the in the final hours or whatever which i don't think they actually cross in the episode i don't think they actually make it to y2k it's just all uh, about it yeah I think it's like leading up to it. I don't think they actually make it make. I don't think they do. It's I like think, around Christmas time. I think right? they don't even quite make it to Christmas because it's all about buying Christmas presents for each other. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then he gets that get stupid Peggy clock. a new computer because and, she's freaking out. She's going to lose all her files. Yeah, that's and right. They, and they all like kind of realize, OK, we're freaking out about nothing. And they burn all the toilet paper that they hoarded because of yeah. it. And that's that. That's the end. I don't think it makes it to New Year's though. Yeah, Bobby doesn't. Bobby get toilet paper as a gift. 
Yeah. He yeah. loves it. He, right? like, he like hugs it too. Oh my gosh. No, he wants it so bad. Then <laughs> Hank gets super high off varnish. That's fumes. my favorite part. Oh yeah, and yeah. He has to like ride his lawnmower through the garage door to get to get oxygen again. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, I want to be done talking about King of the Hill, but because you said high, he gets high, I gotta point out that episode where Hank gets high on weed is awesome <laughs> oh yeah like on accident right yeah he's like it's like trying to light his own cigarette and he's trying to mexican trying to, cigarettes yeah well is this one of those mexican cigarettes i need to i need to to, to puff it a few times to get it lit enough <laughs> and then and and it's like he literally takes like one hit realizes what it is freaks out runs outside lays down on the ground and says oh god i gotta sleep this off and then there was a murder that night, and he's pretty sure that he committed the murder because um, he was yeah, high. That's a good episode. <laughs> oh. oh man, I love that episode. And he freaks out. the uh, The roommate's name is Gail, but it's a man, <laughs> uh, which I always thought was really funny because that's I've never seen a man named Gail, but I guess that's a real thing. And he, you, it's like you said, Judd, he just like takes, he doesn't even take a full puff. He does like an Elon Musk puff where it's yeah, like, yeah, totally. it's like, and lets the smoke kind of permeate his face and yeah. blows it away. And he's like, yeah, I did that. And then he's like, oh, I'm doped out of my gourd. I'm all tri- <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm going on a trip. Marijuana poisoning. I, I'm, mar- I'm, like, I'm overdosing on marijuana. Like what a freaking loser. He's <laughs> so sad. Okay, like I said, I wanted to get off King of the Hill. Although, you know, we could do a few more hours on it if we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about a couple other Mike Judge things. Um, First, Spapeggy and meatballs. Let's just, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and Brown Betty. <laughs> and Brown Betty. Sometimes I think I'm like Peggy where I think my cooking skills are much better than they are. And everyone else is like, I'm just really proud of it. It's Apple <laughs> Brown <laughs> Peggy. They should call it. Apple Brown Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's really it. <laughs> so, did, hey, did you guys ever see the short-lived Mike Judge cartoon that's almost an inversion of King of the Hill called The Good Family? Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Okay, pause what we're doing right now and leave and then watch the 12 episodes <laughs> and then come back. No, write that down. The Good Family. G-O-O-D-E. Good Family. And oh, wait. That sounds familiar, though. It is Mike Judge, and it is a family, and it is exactly the opposite of King of the Hill. They are liberal, city-dwelling, vegan, uh, Prius-driving, co-op shopping. Just They're, they're perfect Californians know. instead of perfect Texans. You know uh, what? Kind of an I, idea. The, the son is like he's white, yeah. but he's from yeah. Africa. Yeah, yeah they, they adopted adopt they, they adopt a kid from Africa, and they are so bummed when they find out he's from South Africa and he's white. <laughs> like holy shit! And know the, what we did see this? And the, and the grandpa would actually like give him a dose of reality because it was that it's yeah. I forgot who the actor is, but he's like kind of a Brian Doyle guy. Murphy. Yeah, Brian Doyle go. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's got that gruff sounding voice. He was really great. He was Noah's arcade on on wayne's world oh yeah <laughs> and i remember the husband he'd always have like bike like a biking outfit on and he talked very soft like this to everybody <laughs> yeah, and it's, oh my it's, god everyone. and he would get really upset really upset when the wife brings home two-ply toilet paper honey oh my god i have to get out the board and he has a board a with a crank on it to split across part the 
the, the, the toilet the, paper the to, two make ply, two rolls. to make it into two rolls be, to be more environmentally and conscious they feed their dog a vegan diet and the dog's just crazy eyed and like starving and like hallucinating and like just trying to get every squirrel that runs by holy shit oh my god you two i totally forgot about this show i totally forgot about this and show. and i'm pretty sure i know we watched it we watched and then they, they canceled episodes. it right yeah it was only one season i don't think we saw it when it was new i think i don't, I don't think we've afterwards. even seen every single episode still. i think we i thought we tr- we were trying to we've we were, tried if more than once but we always end up watching the first like couple and they're so good, so good that though. it's like oh this is just oh yeah. it's too perfect try to <laughs> like, seek oh, that man. out very very good and it's like almost better i think we rewatched some with our son uh-huh. and it was like almost better now with the way things are with the liberals kind of taking over and getting even more extreme because it's like, just like Mike judge is always a little ahead of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with his documentary, yeah. uh, idiocracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about that shit yesterday. Oh my God. We were just we talking pulled about up that. The, the clip where, uh, <laughs> what's his face justin long justin long is the doctor and he's like uh, and you talk like a fag yeah, yeah. and talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded you know we're just talking about i just want yesterday. you to press a button yeah it's and just then... like how it really is just pick your symptom and tell me don't we, we're not gonna <laughs> analyze you it's so true I, I mean this one that. goes in your mouth and this one goes under your arm and this one goes in your butt no wait no wait. Uh, <laughs> oh no he like mixes them up and touches them to each other <laughs> no they that movie was definitely ahead of its time for sure just like this show just like some moments of king of the hill um i love that movie i don't know if you guys are familiar with extract yes oh, yeah. one, we've been wanting to watch that again because it's I don't know. We think that movie's freaking hilarious. It's not it as is. good as not as good as Idiocracy or um Office Space. But it's got but, its place. But it's really good. Good. We have it on DVD. So that that neighbor played by David Keckner, the yeah. bald guy. <laughs> oh god, you just want <laughs> right. to like rip your skin off when he's talking. It's so so relatable. Like everyone has someone in their life at some point that's like that. <laughs> like that just takes too long to explain something. And you want to leave, but you like can't. And they're just like not getting the point when you're trying to brush them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you want to join the fundraising dinner? <laughs> uh, it's going to be $40 a plate. <laughs> it's really good dinner. Prime rib. That's, that's yeah. how he was the whole time. Yeah. You just wanted to run just, him over with he, your car. <laughs> no matter what is going on, he doesn't speed up his cadence. He just keeps talking, even as the garage door is going down and he's getting down on the ground. <laughs> like, uh, There's like that character, um, Ben Affleck's character in that, where he's a bartender slash spiritual healer. Less drug dealer and pimp. That's yeah. the best role and only role that I've ever really enjoyed. But really, the beauty in that movie to me is the factory work. Because I've worked in a, in a factory that... I swear every single stereotype that they show in that I was in the factory that I worked in. We made granola. We didn't make extract, but like, so it was like hair nets, like the, the works, like uh, all, all the equipment that's in there I've worked with before. And like, there's like the lady who says, well, look at that guy over there. He's not doing his job. And if he's not going to do his job, then I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> you know uh, you got her, you got the metal head. Who's like, who's like, 
like, you got to come to my show tonight. There's going to be three bands that I'm in all three of. Isn't that <laughs> like, T.J. Miller? Yeah, it's yeah, T.J. Miller. Yeah. With his band's name, God's, God's Cock. cock. God's, yeah, and he's talking to that Mexican guy, barely speaks English, and he's saying, it's pronounced God's Cock. Lady, ladies are free. Bring some ladies. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, such a good one! Yeah, those ladies that the lady you talked about that would just stand there because that other guy wasn't doing his job. I like when stuff starts getting stolen, and she that they stole her purse. It's right. got to be that Mexican. Okay, Mexican. <laughs> the guy that doesn't even speak English, and she's like, "It's him. He did it. I know he did it." And the guy's like, "No, no, no, second." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That one. That one's great. Um. Oh yeah, it's got Gene Simmons in it too. Oh, second, yeah. second time we've mentioned Gene Simmons in this. Like, yeah, never Judge ever episode. thought I was going to talk about Gene Simmons on our podcast, and here we are, twice in one episode. It's oh, actually reminding me a little bit of something that I'm going through in real life right now with uh, with workers organizing to to try and demand more money from the from the boss, and the boss is in a in a position where he's just like, really, you're doing this right now. Like as we're coming out of this pandemic and like the business has almost been brought to its knees. Like you want the business just fucking take it. Like that's what Jason Bateman does in that movie. And I, I feel like I'm seeing something like that. It related to my own life right now, which is oh shit, a, a funny spin on a serious situation. Oh, but uh, uh, yeah, that that's got Mike judge is actually in that movie too. He plays the worker who gets everybody all riled up and wanting to unionize. And then then when he goes to the to the boss to like actually say something, it's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, me and the me and the guy, you know, we were all so we were talking and um, (laughs) we were thinking that maybe we're worth a little more on the floor here than we're getting, um, you know, pay for now, you know, if if you think so. And that's really how it goes, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's Mike Judge. I feel like the last time we saw him was okay. I can't remember the name of the TV show. It was on FX. The lady that does Bobby Hill's voice, Pamela Adlin. Pamela Adlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had her own show. I don't know if it's still on, but she had her own show on FX for a little bit. And it's, it's some like liberal piece of crap show was but it a spinoff from louis ck's show it, you know what i think it was he's a producer okay. on this show yeah louis ck w- was a producer or is a producer if it's still on um better things it's, okay is the show. it's called better things yeah, okay. and we we watched it because it's like b- watching bobby hill it's such a fucking trip to just to yeah, hear yeah. this lady talk and she'll do his voice once in a while and it's I feel like the show is kind of a take on her life, maybe because her character in that show, she's a voice actress. And there's a show that gets talked about where she's getting called upon to um, they're going to do a reunion show. And she's it happens to be called Ching of the Mill. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and Mike Judge actually comes in as the creator of Ching of the Mill and, <laughs> and asks like, hey, can we, can we count on you for this role? And she goes down and she ends up not getting it. But um, yeah, it was such a trip just to see that was a part of her life. Instead of being King of the Hill, it was called Ching of the Mill. Oh, and yeah, um, yeah I, 
That was like the last time we. That saw was the last Mike time Judd. we saw Mike Judge. He made we like watched it just because we knew he was going to make an appearance, and we hope they did some kind of little homage to King of the Hill. But I think that was kind of her. But instead, it was just King of the Mill. No mention of King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, at all. I don't no, and I think it was about like birds, but it was a cartoon about birds or something. Yeah, oh, but as weird. soon as they said the name King of the Mill, I was like, hmm, that, that sounds like familiar. very familiar. <laughs> Well, he, he he was just Mike Judge was just on Rogan, Joe Rogan with Joe Rogan experience ah. like last week or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched the I watched. There's like two clips on YouTube and they were they're pretty good. Yeah. I feel he's been on there before. Right. I think he's been on at least once before, but I yeah. never heard him on there. OK. And I think I listened to that one. He's talked on and off forever about re- getting King of the Hill back together because he never wanted to, yeah, to be canceled. I was surprised that Beavis and Butthead came back because I've seen I've I've read or seen Mike Judge so many times say that he wants King of the Hill back. Like when around the time Trump got elected, that he was he was doing some interviews and he was saying, like, now is the time that we need to see where we need to check in with the Hill family again. And he was even pitching it out like in interviews that he'd like to see Bobby as a, as a young voter, you know, so like move the whole timeline up to that. It would be like Bobby's like 18 or 25 or something like that, which would have been cool. But he, I think he's been trying to get King of the Hill back since it got canceled and uh, that never happened. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like new Beavis and Butthead. And it was like, I'll take it. <laughs> take it for now. Yeah. What uh-huh. do you do? You guys think they should bring it back? I mean, sure. It I can't think really because like Brittany Murphy yeah. and what's his name? Um, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Tom Petty both they're there. gone. So. But you know the core people are still there, and if Mike Judge wanted to be involved, and those core people wanted to be involved, and Mike Judge was writing it, then yeah, I would if like. Mike, to see more if Mike Judge is at the helm, I think. I, I say green light anything he ever wants to do because it it's always it's great. always gold yeah, in, so cool. from my perspective. And they I, th- I think especially if they did like a timeline jump or something like they just kind of popped it out of where it was at. Like, you know, maybe maybe they don't even live on Rainy Street anymore. And, you know, like it's not the same four neighbors, you know, but it's still like Hank Hill's life or something. Maybe he's retired now. And Bobby's an adult, you know, I don't know. It just seems like all, all of the things I can possibly think of would all be entertaining. And I'd love to see their take on the PC world of today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I don't think the people are ready for that. Like, <laughs> I think people like us are ready for that just because we're dying for somebody to, to poke right. fun at it. But I think that the people who are sucked into it, they would, they would cancel that show in like two episodes. They'd be like, this is white supremacist. This is all about white supremacy and racist. <laughs> it would God. probably need to be like a, a, just a movie, maybe mm-hmm. like two, two and a half hours. Get as much as you can in there. Mm-hmm. I think they might have to go that route instead of dragging it, dragging it on in, in a series. I don't know. I, I love a great, great idea. Yeah, I love King of the Hill, and I would love for it to come back. But as a as a series, that's too much of a risk to where yeah. it's just going to be shit. You well, know, that's what he that's what he did with Beavis and Butthead. You yeah. know, that was exactly. that was a series. Well, I guess they did the one movie, uh, and that didn't feel quite the same flavor as the as the TV series. And then, uh, but this felt a little more like back to the back to well. Oh yeah, you know, he revived Beavis and Butthead in between. 
Did you guys ever see those? He, he did. Yeah, he did. He brought it back for like a short period of time, right? And I saw yeah. a few of those episodes, oh, but I don't right. think I I don't think I was like, they, oh, I need to watch good. everyone. They took out the music, not all the music videos. There were still those segments, but instead of just being music videos, they were just watching modern MTV as it was at the time. So which just would have been like, like what Jersey Shore some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they were watching um yeah. uh is that what it was? Jersey Shore. I don't know, you know, like that kind of stuff. I don't uh, know. Si- I remember there. 16 and Pregnant was on there. Uh there, it was just like oh all the God. reality shows that were because MTV had shifted from They're not music anymore, and they haven't been for a very long time. So Beavis and Butthead were just watching that stuff with really great shorts in between, just like the old stuff. Like there was one where uh uh I can't remember. It was all about Twilight, like the Twilight movies. And they were like trying to be vampires because they heard that chicks dig vampires. <laughs> so I think they like start drinking pig. <laughs> yeah, those were those were all pretty good. Did we lose you again? Just for just for a second, yeah. Uh-huh. When that happens, because it always happens when you're you're going you're making a good point or you're just telling we a story. Were, uh, we were gonna move the hockey puck away from the Wi-Fi. Oh, we forgot to do it to see if it helped this time. But damn it, Mitch, it's all your fault. <laughs> I mean, we thank love you. you Mitch. It's like it, it burns. That's how I know it's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I, I I forgot about that Beavis and Butthead when they brought it back for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I need to watch that episode if they if they bring up sixteen and pregnant because I'm sure like oh Butthead or Beavis can be like, man, this chick's a slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was. It was that you know that's them watching that and being like, whoa, these chicks are like our age. <laughs> you know, like you know what that means. <laughs> I need to see this shit because I used to watch. I used to watch that show with my sister just to make fun. Oh, the sixteen and pregnant. Yeah. Oh. And that shit was just dumb. So I got to see King of the, King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead make fun of it because I bet it's good. I, I saw that series, the, the the revive. It was on DVD at Walmart for like $6.99 or something. And I was like, I should buy this so that I have it. But I was like, oh, I don't think I think I didn't buy anything else while I was there that day. I was just like pricing some stuff. And I was like, ah, I'll I'll pick it up some other time. And I never saw it again. <laughs> Because that would be that'd be a handy one. They're probably kind of hard to find. You want physical copies in case the grid goes down, then you still have your DVD player. And I can fire up a generator and spend <laughs> all my gasoline on watching Beavis and Butthead. Exactly. <laughs> there, there we go. Who cares about keeping the fridge and the freezer in operation as long as we've got Beavis and Butthead on DVD? I'm also thinking we could hook up like an exercise bike and like make it just do the TV. Oh yeah, but I don't want to exert energy when I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> you like charge it up, like recharge it. Oh, put, that's a good put, idea. Battery system. Yeah, I'll spend all day riding a bicycle so that I can watch a half hour of television in the evening. That's my apocalypse <laughs> plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we do now. We, we do all this work all day so we can watch a half an hour of television when we fall asleep. Ain't that it's a, usually King of the Hill. That's like that the nightlight. Truth. That is the truth. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, totally relatable right there. <laughs> sometimes it's not King of the Hill. Sometimes it'll be, I don't know, we'll just throw something random on. Or we'll read. Yeah. We just started we'll, reading. We just started reading to to each other. We'll like, oh, nice. uh, Rachel sent us a book, so we'll we'll read it. And then like, I'll read a couple of pages. You read a couple of pages. You know, like, like, like Lucy and Ricky used to do, you know, like back in the <laughs> oh, day. Yeah. Love that. That's great. 
good plan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, King of the Hill was definitely a nightlight um, in college for us. That and uh, Robot Chicken, which isn't Mike oh, Judge, yeah. but it would it was like Robot Chicken and then King of the Hill would come on or something on yeah. Adult Swim. Adult oh, Swim, um, for sure. Yeah. 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 I never watched too much Robot Chicken, but man, has it made me laugh. There was one where they parodied uh, uh, Point Break. You ever see that movie? And they're going to skydive. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like the scene. He's like, all right, are we going to jump? Or are we just going to jerk each other off? And the guy grabs the door and slams the door shut. And then it's over. And that's <laughs> and it. That was the whole clip. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that is totally robot chicken. Yeah. Oh, my God. A, it's just so just these quick little short jokes. It's, it is funny. What was was uh, was home mo- movies on Adult Swim? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch home movies? It sounds familiar. It was it was early Adult Swim, and it was not exclusively Adult Swim. It was like a CBS it or was something. Re-ran on Adult Swim. But it reran yeah. on on Adult Swim. Uh, it was um, uh, Lauren Bacard was the creator, along with Brennan Small. Uh, Lauren Bacard went on to he makes um, Bob's Burgers now, and okay. it had a pretty similar flavor as Bob's Burgers developed okay. later. But it was about these little kids. I think they're like supposed to be fourth graders or second graders and they make home movies and uh, their, their movies are great. They're all like parodies of, of, of other movies, like real movies and stuff. And the way they animate it, it's like really neat the way these kids are like putting props together to make, make movies in their, in their basement kind of a thing. And their soccer coach is played by H John Benjamin who does Bob's burgers voice. And okay. Funny. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was John, really John Benjamin's one of my favorite comedians. He's so freaking hilarious. Like, have you guys seen Bob's burgers? Yeah. I've seen Bob's burgers. So, yeah. So, you know, that deadpan voice of, of Bob, the main, the main guy, he's uh he's done cartoon voices a lot, but he's done very limited acting roles. And some of those are absolutely hilarious. He even had his own show for a season called John Benjamin has a van that, is like sketch oh comedy that is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Like, like I can't even pay attention to it because I'm laughing too hard from the last thing I saw. It's, it's sketch comedy, but he's like, they like interact with real people that don't know that they're actors like the, the security store and stuff. I don't think any of that's raw. Oh, th- are you I, sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm no, pretty sure it, they're it all actors. Totally it was. Was it? Yeah. It could be. Like, <laughs> it was. Because it was supposed to be like he was like a news guy and he was going to, you know, he's, do these exclusive He's doing scoops. an exclusive on, on uh, he's like, he's like, it's a show called Trying to Steal a Security Camera from a Security Camera Store. And then going into the store and attempting to steal a security camera. And when they catch him, he's like, yeah congratulations this is my tv show here are the cameras here we are we're stealing a security camera from a security camera store and of course they have security cameras on him and everywhere. yeah see that guy from that store that was like did not know what he was doing like he wasn't in yeah life. yeah maybe some of it was was like that for sure yeah but it was, uh it was a really, lot of it's acted and really scripted stuff too good. nice stony good Very that stony, sounds like that sounds like it's right up my alley. Does he do stand up? Or yeah. is, okay. Um, if you ever saw, there was a special called "The Comedians of Comedy," 
And okay. there was like all the alternative comics at that time that I liked. It was spearheaded like, by David Cross. Patton Oswald. Okay. Um, and know. there was a bit that John Glazer and John Benjamin did on there. Yeah. Where they were supposed to do it together. And then one of them leaves and they're on a screen and they're like talking back and forth to each other. And it's just really, it's really bizarre. But yeah. <laughs> his stand up is hard, probably harder to find, but he did do stand up as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, I wrote it down. I found it. Okay. I'll try and find it. I'm interested to see his stand up. Yeah. That's, that's He's, funny. The, the people that do like sketch shows like that, there's a lot of people like that on, on doing it on YouTube right now. I don't know if you've seen like, what's his name? The guy that Alex Stein has been hanging out with that like Cassidy Campbell. Okay. Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah. Him too. Yeah. I mean, Tucker, Tucker Carlson is, is comedy in general, but there, there's a lot of people like doing that. And I, I've always thought about trying to do that. And like the, the uh, like high school theater geek in me is like, Oh, you should try and do that. That'd be funny. And then I realized like, we're in Idaho. I'm going to get shot. Mm -hmm. Somebody can fucking shoot me if I do some good shit here. Yeah, don't try and steal a security camera from a security camera store in Idaho. No. I don't. I don't recommend don't, that. No, not recommending. Also, don't pull a gun on anyone. Well, I, I'm just gonna leave it there. Just don't pull a gun on anyone <laughs> in the state of Idaho. I was gonna say at a gun show, but <laughs> <laughs> but isn't Idaho kind of like a giant gun show? Yeah, that's what I assume. Idaho, Idaho is shaped like a gun. <laughs> It's true. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. I've never thought of that. There's, people have stickers of Idaho, like the shape of Idaho, and then really? shooting a pine tree, like what? on the back window. Someone else had tattoo. For sure. <laughs> Hundreds of people have that tattoo. I will soon. <laughs> awesome. You can't beat uh, Chud's tattoo, but you know, you can try. No. My, my butt tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, who knows? I don't remember. Well, um, okay, how about if I we we were kind of we after talking about Mike Judge, we were starting to talk about like uh some other other shows like Robot Chicken and uh, we brought right. John Benjamin and stuff. What uh do you guys have other like TV shows that you um particularly enjoy on that King of the Hill level? Oh man. I mean I feel like a, an old favorite of ours. And I'm going to admit, I hated this show growing up. I never watched this show. Every time it came on, I changed the channel. But it wasn't until I met this wonderful woman here that she convinced me how great the show is. Gilmore Girls. No. <laughs> no. Those women are horrible. <laughs> women no, I've never are watched it. I just know that it, people are embarrassed of it. Don't get me started. <laughs> Those women are the worst fucking examples of the divine feminine ever. Sex in the City. <laughs> well, okay. okay there you that's go. good. That's, that, those you women, win, too. You win that. <laughs> no, it's good the, point. It's the Lucy show. The I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. Oh, the is old like black and white one? Yeah, the black and white one. It's like standard classic. And the more you watch it, the more you realize every sitcom, every comedy has taken a sketch or a joke from I Love Lucy at some point in time. And it's like, it, it still has like the old, you know, male female stereotype. It still has the the uh, the New York versus the country stereotype. You know, like the New York City versus the countryside, or what they call it, upstate. Is that what they? Is that where they lived in the country? So it, I mean, it's pretty cool. And the story of the actors themselves, like if you ever actually go into Lucy, um, Lucy, it's not Lucy, Lucille Ball yeah. and Desi Arnaz, like they, they were have, married uh, in real life, right? 
they were married in real yeah. life and they kind of had, uh, you know, prior to the adultery, they kind of had <laughs> a very interesting and epic kind of magical life. So was, is there a docu- new, newer documentary out on that? I think I just heard. There might Maybe. be. I think yeah. it might not be a doc, but a like a, a what would you call it? A biopic? Like a, um, yeah, that's right. It, it was, uh, oh, I think they froze. Please hold. <laughs> Like actors and a scripted, yeah. you know, free back. I'm moving we're so back. You can see All right, that. I bet we're, we're back. back. Okay. I can we're tell back. when we're back because it says <laughs> our, we get a message that says your internet is unstable. That means we're that's back. when we're back. It doesn't <laughs> say anything until we're back. We were talking about the biopic that recently came out. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, we didn't watch it. I just remember no. seeing it, and I was like, oh. Have you? Uh, did you guys uh, ever get into the Twilight Zone or anything like yes. that? Speaking of older yes. stuff, Tw- yes. Twilight Zone was our Twilight Zone. We, we fell in love watching the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! Uh, it was <laughs> right around the time that we got together that I picked up the Twilight Zone season one definitive edition on DVD, and it had all the like the ads and everything in nice. In, like so, so, it's like each one is thirty minutes. Cigarette, him telling you what cigarettes. Yeah, he's he's, he's like smoking stuff. cigarettes and telling you what they are, and there would be like an, awesome. and they'd tell you about the next show that was coming up. Sometimes it was Father Knows Best. Sometimes it was Bonanza, you know, and, and they'd show little clips from these things. So they were like these like really well intact ones, and uh, yeah, and there's a lot of episodes. Like those seasons were like fifty something episodes i think yeah oh yeah there's a, a ridiculous number of episodes per season um, right like maybe not quite 50 but you know way more than the 20 it's like you know maybe like 30 to 40 episodes per season yeah and uh yeah i picked that up and we started watching it and it was like oh this is really good like we both kind of remembered it from from you know childhood like reruns and stuff like that but then yeah, we started watching that. And once we'd finished that, which that was just a steal I'd found at a uh, used store. It was like this, like, you know, 10 disc definitive edition set <laughs> so for, nice. for like, you know, six bucks or something. And, and it had scotch tape holding the case together. Uh, so then I, I slowly, one at a time, bought each of the other four seasons, five seasons total of, of these definitive editions all off eBay. And, um, and some yeah. of them, they had one season where everything was an hour long and other seasons where they were a half hour. And there was, towards the end, it was color. And it had right. And black and white. Those yeah. Were, yeah. I think about those, you know, that comes up a lot. Like something will happen in real life and I'll be like, or like the Black Mirror episodes. It was like, that was t- today's Twilight Zones, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twilight Zone is great. For me, whenever Thanksgiving came around, I would get so excited because it would mean Twilight Zone Marathon. Uh, some channel would have a twilight zone marathon it was like i love lucy marathon twilight zone marathon and i'd be super stoked and they'd always show just the best episodes there's i don't it's hard to pick a favorite of that one i mean the one where um the kick the can where the old folks there it's people at the old folks home it's basically cocoon it's basically <laughs> yeah it is cocoon and they start playing kick the can and they like get turn young again exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that one's cool um there was one i was talking to him about the other day maybe you guys would remember it 
I was trying to remember the premise, but um, I don't know if the sun, like the earth is moving closer to the sun. Yes. And everyone is just getting hotter and hotter Dying and dehydration and yeah. people are killing each other for water and stuff. Yeah. And it's all and in an apartment building. Exactly. And it's just yeah. as, as it progresses, everyone just gets sweatier and sweatier. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you remember the twist at the end? I, I was trying to figure it out. I can't remember if she wakes up. And, and and she says, "Oh, I'm so glad it's not too hot." And uh, it turns out that the Earth has been moving away from the sun, and That's it's right. getting colder and colder and darker and darker. And they're all going to freeze and starve instead of burn and starve. <laughs> yeah, right. instead of burn and dehydrate, they're gonna they're gonna freeze, freeze and starve. And starve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I couldn't remember how it ended, but. I figured that's pretty relatable to what's going on today because we don't know what the fuck is they're doing to the weather and it seems like they're moving towards the path of climate change and things getting warmer. So I I brought that up because of I brought yeah. that episode up because of that. But um Yeah, I like that one. You you missed like the best one that was like a basically like a Milgram experiment. It was the one where the like the power was going off and the whole yeah. neighborhood was like trying oh, to figure yeah. out what was monsters going on. are out on maple street the yeah that on one street, is that yeah. yeah it yeah. turns out like it was all being controlled like by some yeah. dudes like on a hill somewhere and they were and just like doing it aliens and then they say if this is the way humans react when we just mess with a few of their power outages that like we can't we can't possibly reveal ourselves to them, to yeah. them at this point and fly off in their saucer with the crappy lights <laughs> 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 So good. So a pie pie pan on a string with yes. Christmas lights around it. <laughs> Going straight through the firmament. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And along those lines, like the Alfred Hitchcock presents from oh, yeah. that same era was really good. And we got that whole series on DVD around that same time. We got the first season. Did we? Yeah. Because just, like just, like, just like the Twilight Zone, there's like we have one season, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like 40 or 40 plus episodes. Yeah. And those ones, I think, are all an hour, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, wow. oh, I don't think we've watched all of that. We, there was, we got that before we were married, and I don't think we've watched every episode. There was one on there that I think of every summer. It's um, these two guys, they do analysis of risk for like insurance companies or something. Oh, yeah. And they're, Actuarials. They're talking about like um, risk for like murder, homicide, I think. And they have this perfect temperature that the if the climate is, if it's 97 degrees is like the perfect temperature for murder. And the whole time, like tensions are like increasing and you watch the thermometer like going up and, and I'm like, when it gets hot out, I'm like, I'm going to kill people. And it's totally because of <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it's called something like 97 Fahrenheit. That one was written by um, um, Ray Bradbury. And that, yeah, that oh, reminds shit. me too. We've also got the Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury Theater. Which has nothing is nearly as good as either of no, those other ones. No, but I wanted it because his story, his writing. His, his writing's so great, but that was an 80s show. Yeah. It was on like the USA Network or something. It was just a little cheesier uh, like a acting cable. and stuff. Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, like more made for TV movie. I feel like it's going to get better in time as it gets older and, you know, we're farther from that period of time. Then it'll be kind of like this relic of, oh, wow, look at how bad all TV was back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that we can always like recall back. It's it's so funny like seeing the effects on like Lucy and like the little things that they do or like in the old movies or, or old TV shows like Twilight Zone like you were talking about with the pie plate and all that kind of stuff. 
And have you ever seen, God, what's that movie? So there's a 13 Ghosts mm. that came out in the modern era, but it's a rehashing of 13 Ghosts that happened like, like in the 50s or something. And there was literally a scene where the ghosts were out yeah. and they were like puppets on marionettes. Like oh, they were yeah, just yeah. like, they were just like ooh. <laughs> and, and that was like for people back in the day, they're like, oh my God, that's so scary. And then in the modern one, they're all like CGI'd and they have like, they're like grotesque. Like one has bolts and shit coming out of their head. And it's just like- The really makeup disgusting. is great. Makeup is fantastic. Yeah. But it seems like it's had to get like more- like hardcore in order for people to be like, Oh, I'm frightened by it. You know? And then ask yourself this in another 50 years and people look back on the CGI of today. Will they be like, can you believe that people thought this looked real? Yeah. Like everyone was convinced that this looked real, but now we all just see the computer rendering because like, it just looks primitive. It, yeah. It, there's no plugging into your brain or whatever is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, what they watch this without a drip of DMT going down their <laughs> spine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "You bought this Biden CGI? Come on!" <laughs> so, so wait, wait, you're telling me you look at this on a screen? You don't walk around and interact with the people inside of the inside of the movie? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I don't want that. Man, I'm looking oh. at these CGI movies today, and I'm like, "How could people watch this shit?" It's mm. so like everything's done in front of a screen yeah. today. Well, we're big horror fans and there's a lot of special effects in horror. And I think that the scariest stuff is the costumes, even when they're not that well done, because it's really there in the movie. Whereas like CGI type stuff is just like a picture on the movie. You know what I mean? And it's not it's not as interactive with it. You can tell when someone's actually walking in the same room as the other actor, when the two actors are in the same room, whereas when another one's a cartoon and one's real i don't know yeah Yeah. i i completely agree i think that there was some recent stuff that had come out when we were still like in the mode of watching regular horror movies that like bloom house put out that was like um like sinister was one of them um i mean they're the ones that the guys that made the conjuring the original conjuring was pretty good and most of that like the stuff was right there like the the lady that played the ghost or the lady that played the demon or whatever it was right there and that to me i find way more frightening than like you know seeing thor on a green screen like battle other like gods or whatever you think you think back on the exorcist that shit everything there was no computers in that movie that poor what's her face linda i shouldn't say poor linda blair who gives a shit she's just an actress she her back like practically broke when they were doing those scenes when she was on the bed and the bed was yeah. just like fucking moving around and the, the pea soup and for the vomit it's mm-hmm. i i have a great appreciation for horror movies because of that because of the makeup and the art behind it and what it takes to put those characters on screen to make them scary i thought 13 ghosts i don't think there was hardly any cgi in there all those ghosts were the makeup was fantastic for each of them it was very unique but um yeah i love i love horror movies too and the more the less green screen the better i guess i haven't seen yeah. any horror movies as of late like the newer ones i don't even i can't even remember the last one that we watched that was considered new mm. but um the classic ones yeah Hall- halloween original halloween that is forever my favorite oh, that's great yeah i don't we don't watch too many new ones 
we can do it. We do when we can. When we can go to, if we ever get to go to a theater and we can see a horror movie, I don't care what it is. If it's in the theater and it's all dark and I can watch a horror movie, I'll enjoy it. But the stuff that I love the most is all from the 70s and, and into the 80s. Like, right. Right now I'm halfway through. Lanny finished, but I didn't get to finish the movie. She cans like the whole, she's like canning the whole time and pickling stuff. Oh, see, we we're you, talking about good stuff in it. Our we're talking right. about <laughs> horror movies with canning in them and then it freezes. See how it works, she's, people? Horror movies and preserving food. Yeah, they really don't want you to be self-sufficient. No. <laughs> Damn, what uh, are you guys talking about? I'm sorry. We were just talking about that we like, we the like movie. the really cheesy. Yeah old horror films um i even like newer cheesy ones but i'm i i anything that's like cgi anything that's really mainstream as well like tends to kind of get off my radar i like the i like the the really schlock the stuff that people tell you is not worth watching there's a good chance I've, i'm checking that out it's a good chance we have two copies of it on vhs <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny because that's lately if um if I put something on in the background while I'm doing work, I'll just choose some random movie that no one's going to choose. And the couple, like maybe last month, we put the movie Chud on. Ah, and Daniel Stern's <laughs> finest work of film. I'm, and I am taking Wonder Years into consideration. I don't when know. I say yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> like Home Alone. Home Alone was a good movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't know. I saw the name and I was like, I wonder if that's why Chud is named. 100. Are you going to talk about your other tattoo today? Is this where we're going to cover? Oh, oh dude, we're covering tattoos? all of my tattoos in one episode. That one's easier to show the camera. I've had, I've had this, I've had this tattoo. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> since since around the same time as the butthead tattoo, and yes, at the time it stood for cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. But now, now that I'm in my 40s and I'm a family man, it stands for cool husband, uncle, and dad. Uh, <laughs> we, we came up with that at some point, like after our first was, son was born. I was like, well, we could just tell people it means this. And it'll be all wholesome <laughs> instead of looking like a guy with homemade knuckle tattoos, you know? But, but the movie Chud's actually, it's actually really great. Like uh, it is very good. I Daniel like Daniel Stern's in there. It's kind of a conspiracy movie because you learn that it actually stands for chemical hazard urban disposal at the end of it. Uh, thanks to uh, John Goodman pops in there at the end and as a cop, that's and right. You find out, yeah, that it was they that indeed it was a government cover up and they were putting all the chemicals down there. Yeah, it was. They were in some warehouse, right? And they were like breeding these. Unless I'm, am I mixing it with some other movie? Hope not. Maybe mixing it with something. Never mind. Thinking of some old movie. How does it end? <laughs> I can't. I don't even remember. Uh, there's there's an explosion that kills a bunch of the 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 homeless folks who are all mutated and okay. Then uh, and, and it seals off that section of underground New York City, and that's when they come in and they go. And that's when John Goodman's coming through and he's going, yeah, well, it looks like there's nobody else down here. So we're all good. Yeah. It's pretty weird how that chemical hazard urban disposal uh, deal was what it was. It must've spilled back in this way, but there's no sign of it. Yeah. <laughs> have you, any of you seen that documentary dark days? 
I don't it think it was so. about mm-hmm. people that lived under oh you underground in it. New York. Um, oh they God, had like a village. They like tapped into power. They had like pallet shacks and like a whole. They I guarantee you those it. people are still there. I hope so. I think <laughs> I, I would think they are. For That's real. freedom. I don't know. Like it was. It was a good documentary too. Dark days. So um, it it was just about the people that lived underground. People that live underground in New York. Yeah. Oh like in, there's all kinds of underground something. infrastructure yeah. in New York City. Like according home, to my home bombs and graffiti artists is basically what the I've the met homeless about. people who've claimed to spend a lot of time in underground New York. They tell me I know this because they find out my name is Chud and they're like, oh, dude, I'm like a real Chud because I've spent time in underground New York City. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a cool husband. Uncle and I'm like, dad. I'm a guy <laughs> from the Northwest who tattooed this on my knuckles when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucked up i need to see that documentary because yeah i'm i'm sure people are still living underground there's there's infrastructure underground all around us and yeah. homeless people i'm sure have taken advantage of that and in new york man they must be sharing some real estate with the rats down there oh, that's yeah. pretty yeah. intense oh yeah because those was, rats this are nasty is an older one. this is probably like 90 98 i'm gonna guess 97 that the documentary's from Maybe early zeros, but I think no. I think it had to be before nine eleven. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Maybe what, you said it's what's it called? I have it on VHS. Dark, dark days. Dark days. Dark days. Yeah, and it, dark days. Yeah, I uh, I have it on VHS. So just in case no one can find it, I'll dig it out for you. Because I had a habit of uh, renting movies, and I, when I liked them, I would just I had one of those VHS decks that had two slots, and I just record the movie and so i could watch it again or have show my friends or whatever so i have so many dubbed movies and when we got together we both had the same B- vcr we did we had the same brand and the double everything. deck vcr you had Dang cooler man. stickers on yours and we had so many of the same movies it was shocking it was it was Aww. true true, yeah. true love i said we're not merging these things though when we moved in together it was off limits we had two separate spots for the movies until <laughs> once we got married once we got married then it was like okay we can we can we can merge these maybe we should get rid of some of the doubles we can save some space here we don't need two vhs tapes and a dvd of some random 70s italian horror movie (laughs) that's so fucking cool (laughs) it was true love at first piracy (laughs) i miss vhs that was uh I'm glad we got to take part in that era for a that little bit. Nice. That was nice. It was um, going to the video store and my my local video store was called Popcorn Video. Oh, nice. And, cool yeah, and we'd go in and, you know, you'd have the place in the back with the beads that you couldn't cross as a kid because, yeah. but, you know, you'd peek in like, what's in there? You just see titties. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I miss having going to the video store, picking up a VHS, going to watch it and then having to rewind it because if you didn't, you'd get charged a fee for your next purchase and Mm -hmm. the struggle. The kids today will not know all they can. All they do is just pull up something on TV that's digital and hit play like it's and, play so, and, and, and they the play it time. for 20 minutes right. and then they decide to turn it off and go to another room and they hit play on that one and it's just right where it was <laughs> oh shit yeah oh, it's so easy for children nowadays it just doesn't sound like fun. we had it hard when, 
was so difficult. I tell you, back in my day, we had to watch these VHS tapes. We had to rewind them before and after we'd watch them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, half the time they weren't even rewound. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. I uh we crazy mics was the one I frequented was our videos crazy mics videos crazy and I just would methodically have a porno area too uh they didn't <laughs> they didn't no. that was a family friendly one Burlington video That's did which was Christian the other life. one I went my to. my my one growing up was called main source video and they had a very very large that like I was in the front quarter was where I, everything I could see was and then there were these curtains and you could see there was just like so much back there and people would would just walk in and just go straight back there <laughs> well i'd be spending you know half an hour picking out what movie i'm gonna watch and then just watch people in and out and in and out of this back room. yeah and kids these days don't even know have to they go to the store and through a beaded curtain to pick out their porno <laughs> they just can watch it on their phone whenever they want to for free for free oh and God. see way freakier stuff than was in that entire you could take that entire back room of main source video and compile it into one condensed thing of porn and none of it would like be half as bad as whatever's on the front page of, of like Pornhub today for yeah. free yeah. <laughs> now, now, you, now you can true. just cuffs and collars from your phone cuffs and collars. <laughs> <laughs> you can just walk into a target and oh. see just bunch of trannies and shit walking around and you get the same effect is it the, is, is it the same thing probably okay i mean i, don't know. I haven't got everything, a in years everything's so sexualized these days it's like oh, yeah. so in your face it it's is hard to just avoid yeah. it, it is. so kids get it every kids get it everywhere even if they don't want to mm-hmm. yeah, it's so true sad. oh man good times thanks you just said we're gonna end now and that was what we're gonna leave it on i mean geez <laughs> It's not. No, we can't leave it there. We can't leave it there. But we are at at two hours. So I do want to wrap up. Something I really wanted to bring up with the Mike Judge stuff way back there that I can't believe never came up. You did mention that Dale Gribble is a little like the Alex Jones stereotype. If you guys ever seen Mike Judge when he was on InfoWars, he was interviewed by Alex Jones just one time. It should be on YouTube. I highly recommend checking it out because he will tell he tells Alex Jones in that that he based Dale Gribble on Alex Jones because he was watching Alex Jones. They didn't know each other at this time because they're both from the same place, right? They're both from from Austin or, or they're both based out of Austin on whatever level. And he Alex Jones at that time was I can't remember if it was public television or, you know, like a um, public access television or if it was like um, uh uh, college radio kind of a deal but mike judge was listening to the crazy conspiracy guy alex jones and he was just as boomhauer was based on that guy that was uh that that was calling and leaving the messages with mtv about beavis and butthead alex jones was the inspiration for the character concept not the voice but the character concept of dale gribble that is so cool i've heard of that interview but i've never watched it and yep. that should be available I haven't watched that either. And yeah, I should. We should look that up tonight. They're they're tight. They were tight buds at the time of the interview. It's kind of old now. It's probably probably from like 2010 or something like that. But oh my god, yeah, that is. I could totally see that. I mean, everything Dale says in that show is just. It is Alex Jones. I mm. mean, he he may not it's go a, as far as yeah, Alex. I'm, but yeah, 
It's like um, Dale uh, during the Y2K episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like him stockpiling those, what are they like, CO2, whatever. Things of Mountain Dew. Tanks of Mountain, Mountain, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> and then he, kegs he has, kegs, yeah, of, kegs Mountain of Mountain Dew. Dew. And he has a leak. Yeah. And his cigarettes are floating around in there. And oh, man, his his stockpile in his basement is really something to aspire to <laughs> and he gets a hamster and a ger- and a gerbil instead of yeah like so he can hamsters. breed those for food but it's not even this they could not make babies it's unfortunate like it's you're a- he's like you're gonna be wishing you had gerbster <laughs> yeah it's so good yeah i'll have to check that out i didn't even know about that interview but i know that alex jones is an inspiration for a lot of people if you ever watch the movie um Waking Life, made by oh, yeah. Richard he, Richard, Link, Richard Linklater. Link, yeah. Linklater, yeah, he's he, in it, right? He, Alex Jones is in it, and he lights himself on fire. Literally, yes. like, he, like he just keeps getting revved up and revved up, and then he His literally pours it hotter, hotter and hotter and hotter. I like had that. no idea who Alex Jones was when I. Saw I didn't that. either. I, yeah. I only saw yeah. that when it was brand new. I, yeah. I I wasn't. I only knew about the Bohemian Grove video. That Scanner he Darkly. He was also in a Scanner right. Darkly as well. I was really I was obsessed with Linklater for a while before before Waking Life. Waking Life was like new at that time where I was watching all his movies. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one was good. And then Boyhood, the one that took him like years and years to make, oh, yeah. where it follows the same actors that. for multiple years and it chronicles oh, like right. him growing up. That yeah. that I thought that was a That's great one. Another Texas person, I think Richard Linklater. So. Oh, really yeah a lot of good talent from texas and like that's why they just use people and document characters just like king of the hill it's just part of it (laughs) well guys this has been exactly what we were hoping for which is just like a lot of fun relaxing conversation to talk about stuff that makes us laugh yes no this was fun i was a little nervous i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i love you too and when you're like come on our show i was like oh god Okay. What are we going to talk about? No, no, no. I just, I, 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 I aspire to be like you too. And so I look up to you and, uh, I got nervous and you asked me on the show. Well, I, w- I would hope that that has changed now that you know how much stupid television we yeah. like. <laughs> We're just regular no. people. Nothing has changed. No, I know you guys are like cool, regular people, but I was just sharing. That's all. Thank you guys for letting us come on your show. For sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime. You're well, welcome back well, as many times as it will take for us to go over all 253 episodes of King of the Hill <laughs> one at a time. Okay. You guys yeah. in? Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm down. We didn't even, yeah, we didn't even talk about cuffs and collars. So <laughs> for next time. Next time. And you want to just tell everybody where they can find you? For sure. Um, I'm I'm Buffalo. And I'm Lakes. And we host False Reality Check. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, all those places. FalseRealityCheck.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at FRC Pod. And our email address is FRC podcast at protonmail.com if you want to reach out got you, it you did it all this time good job buffalo good job. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember it and i finally clicked today you did it excellent so good glad. job well done <laughs> well thanks again so much for being on the world as it is today we enjoyed the talking with you guys Absolutely. thank you too thank you peace out peace peace